Look, y'all. Another one. Those are aliens. Those are aliens that come in the same area. The same area. Look at that. That is, those are aliens coming down here, y'all. Look at it's coming down the same direction. Oh, it's breaking up. Oh, it's six, it's eight, it's nine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, look. Look at that. They stop. They stop. Look at that shit. Those are aliens. Sorry, I'm trying to record it. Aliens! Oh Aliens! Oh, they cut the lights off. Aliens! Oh, they cut the lights Y'all need to be shooting that! Y'all need to be shooting this shit right here! And they just cruising. They looking at us! They dividing! They dividing up! We getting invaded! Those are not for look at that shit! They are sitting! Y'all need to be calling damn news! They come down to the oh, they come to earth! They're coming to Earth. Oh, they're coming faster. Oh, shit. Look, they fly towards each other. They fly to, oh, my God. Look, they're moving in for formation. they just standing there. Officers, do something about that. Y'all not going to do nothing. They can't do anything. Baby, please answer me. I'm scared. I just Abs in a six pack broadcasting live January 6, 2021. Noah couldn't make it tonight. But, uh, Noah! Noah could, yeah, he, uh, he couldn't make it tonight, but we're we're joined by, man, it's Boo Berry and Monty of Behind the Schemes. What's up? Hey, y'all. How's it going? Howdy, howdy, <laughs> Man. Thanks for being here. I I, I just want to do uh, a lot of ass kissing really quick because I hands down think that your show's got some of the best fucking mixes. <laughs> I love all of them. Yeah, sometimes I make them and sometimes I just take like little bits of other people's things and put and mash them together. Like that was a um, little bit of Alex Jones and then some mouthy Buddha. Uh, oh, just watched shit. his stuff. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. The, uh, I, I, the oh, the sorry, uh the opening with those uh <laughs> the all the the uh yeah you know, what let me let's see I got some ISOs from that yeah look at that look at that look at that it's a crazy video these um it reminds me of the Bill Hicks joke with like the UFOs landing uh, with all the hillbillies I don't think I've heard this one he's talking about like he's like oh yeah but a lot of us came with our shotguns. But it's like instead of that, it's like uh, in the hood, 
and the video is crazy. It's all these people like watching uh, this big bright object in the sky slowly come down and then split into like nine things in a formation. It, like it splits off into three, and then those three split off into three or whatever, and then it's Holy and then they all what, kind what? of turn into this like formation pattern and then go back into one, and uh, they're freaking out like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's there's some good. Those are aliens coming down here, y'all. <laughs> the dude is just freaking out in the video. It's so good. Aliens. That's one of my favorites. Aliens. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but you see, all you hear the people reacting like the little kids screaming, and this dude goes, "What uh, the fuck?" Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Look at that. Oh look. Look at that. They stop. They stop. Look at that shit. Those are aliens. They looking at us. I like that they little girl in the background. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Hi, aliens. <laughs> we getting invaded. We getting invaded. Oh, they come to Earth. They're coming to Earth." <laughs> and then this is the best. I had to boost the end of this uh, to hear the like old lady talking at the very end of this clip. I had to bump the volume up, but this is hilarious. Officers, do something about that. He's like talking to the cops. He's like, y'all aren't going to do anything. And this old lady's like, they can't do anything. I just thought that was so funny. But anyway, yeah, uh, that video will be in the show notes. Um, they ain't going to do shit. Oh, and I guess before uh, we get, dive deep into the UFO blue beam topic, we should acknowledge the historical day that we just lived through. Um, yes. I think uh, I think Nick the Rat probably characterized it the best with the great unraveling. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not really sure what I was expecting. I'm not sure if this is what I was expecting. Um, but at the same time, it all just feels so theatrical. I mean, they got enough outrage in one day that you know, like look at fucking Portland for a hundred days straight. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Also, I, it seems I like they let intentionally let them in to the Capitol just to for right. the optics. Which I actually um uh, I called into right before the show. OBDM was live, so I called in there. I think I don't, I'm not gonna play the whole clip, but shout out to OBDM. Mm. Let's take another phone call here. I guess people want to want to talk. Call you on the air. How's it going, fellas? Yeah, we're just uh, hanging out, talking about the state of the world in this country. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is Chris from the old abs and the six-pack. So the Viking got president now? Is that what's... I that guess so. That is how so. it works in the Constitution. Whoever takes the chair is now president. I mean, they technically, in, in <laughs> battle, they actually fled. So Nancy Pelosi had every opportunity to challenge the guy in a, in a, like a, a longsword uh, fight, but she backed out. <laughs> yeah. That guy yeah, looked like right. he had, like... Probably an 18 dexterity with like a plus five helmet, and his armor class is probably right around three. So he would have won that fight. That guy was drunk, man. You could tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't think he was? There fucked weren't up? that many corpses to loot, though. I mean, not not too much good loot on that uh, on that run they had. No, I mean, they they probably tried to do some crafting and tried to loot, like look under people's chairs to see if the senators left anything there. Probably not a lot of loot. They probably all leveled up, though. There's no doubt about that. No, you could see what they were doing. They were looking at the documents and everything, looking around for evidence of the uh, of the rigged election. Yeah, that, that's just going to be up on their screen. 
So it was more of a L.A. noir situation. I don't know, man. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, shout out to OBD. They, they, um, I don't know if they're still alive, but they were saying, like, they made a good point. Huge missed opportunity. They should have, like, all those guys in the on the house floor should have just all like sat down at the seats and held their own like um, declar or their own <laughs> like hearings and stuff and just made a whole thing out of it. Uh, the opposition. All, all the all the MAGA people that did you know did you see all that like uh, all those guys in the Capitol building like at the house I've seen I've seen a handful of photos like, they were uh, in I there where they the... do the State of the Union like up on the they they should have held like an actual uh, what do you call it like they should have passed <laughs> some bills and shit you know <laughs> it's a huge mis- <laughs> then they, and then also um, they made a good point too is like this is like it. A hundred years from now, it's uh, probably in the history books. There's going to be pictures of that Viking dude, like sitting in Nancy Pelosi. Apparently, I don't think this was fake. Baked Alaska and Nick Fuentes were in Nancy Pelosi's office, messing around on her computer and taking selfies. I mean, they took over that Capitol building, and I think it was. I think they let him in there. It's just like there's no way that they would just they couldn't yeah, stop them from getting in. Yeah, they have so many guns and security. It makes no sense. Yeah, unless they allowed them. They wanted well, it. One of the interesting things that I keep coming across, and like I've like I've said, I haven't I haven't really spent any time with it today, just because getting ready for tonight. Same. Um, but the the one thing that I just saw kind of like floating at the top was, oh, they haven't been screened. There's so many of these people that haven't been screened, and they're not, you know, and now they're in. They're inside the building, and you have no idea what they're carrying or what's on their persons. And I've seen it in the news. I've seen it in Instagram responses, stories and shit like that. So I, I, I'm, I'm definitely there with you all. I, I, think, uh, I think the doors were kicked in for them. And, yeah. Uh, and... and it, it, and also, there's, it doesn't really take much. And this is the same for any protest. I want to, I, I, even here in Minneapolis, we had uh, the Umbrella Man. You know, they, they said that he was an undercover dude that was there. It started off as a cop and then he transitioned to a Hell's Angel. And regardless, it was just an agent of chaos thrown in there, thrown in there to pop stuff off, to pop the cork and, Alex Jones is one of those people that's always touted that that theory. I think he was one of the first guys to prove it. At least that's what he states. Yeah, he was there. He didn't run into the Capitol. Um, I think yeah. I'd seen Elijah Schaefer was in Pelosi's office too. Mm-hmm. Um, Super weird. I don't know. I'm. I am. I am skeptical of the motives of any of the Trump people that actually went in there and did that. I mean, I get showing like it's, Hey, you guys work for us, but it's just bad optics. If you're trying to, it's just bad. It's not helping MAGA country or or the MAGA movement. Um, whether you like or hate Trump or whatever, like if you want Trump to come out of this with another four years, you can't be doing stuff like that. So I would question the motives of, Baked Alaska and all these guys as possibly being uh, double agents or something. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Any uh, any anything else to 
talk about from today before we get into the alien stuffs? I was just going to say, like, for anyone that's weak with the Force or easily influenced, I would not try this tomorrow or the day after, uh, especially if it, I, I'm under the idea that they allowed them in. So if you try it tomorrow, you might get shot or tasered or something like that, or even worse. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it for anyone that thinks it's a good idea to start their own revolution tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that uh, Pat and uh, Malachi and I were talking about when he was on is, you know, people are going to call for civil war and they're going to want it and they're going to need it, but they don't understand the full ramifications of what it actually entails. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I've went out of my way to watch a lot of the footage from the protests over the, over the summer. And, you know, to, to a big degree, it just, it gets to be an unhealthy thing because all you're seeing is just violence and turmoil and, okay. and anguish. And, um, you know, regardless of whoever's out there. And, you know, I think, I, I do think that there's such things as accelerationists and, you know, who whose side are they fighting for? I mean, I, I think we'll kind of <laughs> maybe touch on that a little more with tonight's program. Um, but, you know, I, the, the, so as far as I know, there's only been one death today. And, um, oh, that girl died. I, I think so. I, yeah, that was bizarre. You know, I think it seems like it was the cops or security that shot her. Um, I was like, who the fuck shoots a girl at a protest? Like, that yeah, was that was we, it was messed up too. I saw that video and it was like, only she's like, she gets shot in the throat. She's bleeding. She gets shot in the throat and then blood spilling out of her mouth and she's saying like, I'm fine, I'm okay. I guess she's like in shock, not thinking that it actually had. I don't know. It was messed up. Right, um, right. Yeah, it was, it was tragic and hopefully uh, we don't see too much more of that. Um, right. Yeah, it did. Uh, it didn't. I do not think this, optics-wise, uh, as far as the nation's opinion um, of the election, the contested election, this did not help Trump in any way. What went down today? Yeah, I wish Malachi was here. I'd, I'd be curious for sure to get his take. But yeah, we should I be mean, here I- tomorrow, or maybe he'll show up tonight. I, I'm definitely uh, in agreement because uh, only because I, I don't see how or how for tomorrow or in a week this helped. Yeah, yeah I don't and see, the whole QAnon trust the plan things. I'm I'm gonna have um, Boris Python back on uh, the Q guy back on uh, on Saturday, and I'm curious to I don't know I just don't see this uh, this whole Trump's got to handle trust the plan thing is day by day seeming like bull, but you know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, um, you want to just get some blue beam action going? You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Beam- <laughs> Hit me with a blue beam. We can invade it. All right. Uh, just to get us back into the mood, I got the um, this whole this whole video will be in the show notes. But Mouthy Buddha did a good deconstruction, as did Armored Skeptic of the To the Stars Academy Tom DeLong scam that he's running. But uh, yeah. I thought this was a, uh, I thought this was a good um, introduction clip to the current events of the UFO phenomenon. Phenomenon. With UFO sightings down, why this continuous uptick in mainstream media coverage? New reporting this morning on unidentified flying objects accelerating to hypersonic speed. But you said you've been briefed on unidentified flying objects. Are they are they real? Personally, I tend to doubt it. Do I believe it? Not particularly. 
but we'll watch it. You'll be the first to know. It's one of those rare moments where if everything the mainstream media was telling us was exactly as it seemed, it would still be pretty incredible. Either another country has leapfrogged the United States in technology or extraterrestrial. Those are the leading hypotheses, yes. Some United States senators have received an actual briefing on this UFO phenomenon. Concerned should we be about the briefing that you received on UFOs? Some of the press reports are accurate. I think people are, are taking this issue much more seriously, which I think in previous generations may not have been the case. And of course, there are so many who think they've now become vindicated. There are people who are truly just out of their heart searching for the truth. Who think that what we're seeing here is not coincidence or happenstance, but an intentional disclosure. That this process is happening on purpose and by design. And that everything that's been said for the past 70 years is not purely psychological. UFO phenomenon is the partial penetration of our own cultural space by others. Now I saw that. I don't give a goddamn what anybody else says about it. I saw that. Or that is all just wishful thinking and we're lying to ourselves. We're being lied to. Um, that, uh, was that Terrence McKenna in there? Yeah, yeah. Ter- a little clip oh, of him talking about the UFO. He, he, Terrence had a weird way of describing it where it was, um, they're invading our cult. Because in Terrence's eyes, the world, or not the world, but the universe reality is made out of language. And so Terrence talked about the UFOs being um, visitors or invaders from uh, into our cultural space. Rather than our physical yeah, space, yeah. I thought that's a weird. I don't know. I don't know what to think no, about Terrence. I like, that. I like Terrence. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely that whole. He was funded by the FBI there for uh, for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I really start to just every everything that you consume as far as it comes to trying to get some sort of understanding. Like, there's so many twists and turns and it double it just folds in on itself over and over again um it's put me in a position where you know was the counterculture movement of the 60s one giant fucking psyop you know part of mk ultra satanic panic you know um the uh the downfall of grace uh, of grunge you know where Everyone, a lot of those folks had really tragic ends. Um, it's well, just while, stuff that. While we're on McKenna, here's a one of my favorite clips of his. This is real gross. Yes, I've been saying for some time that, and the mushroom pointed this out to me. If every woman had only one child, the population of the planet would fall fifty percent in forty years. 
50% in 40 years without war, revolution, coercion, anything else. Now, when you suggest this to people, they say, well, didn't they try that in China and it failed? Yes, but you have to think about a couple of things. First of all, a, a child born to a woman in Maui or Malibu or Manhattan, that child will use between 800 and 1,000 times more resources in its lifetime than a child born to a woman in Bangladesh. Why do we preach birth control in Bangladesh? We should be preaching it on Maui, Manhattan, and Malibu because the women in those places are highly educated, socially responsible, global people and therefore are the population most likely to respond to this suggestion. If 15% of the women in the high-tech industrial democracies were to limit their childbearing uh, to one child, within 10 years, certain pressure indicators on the planet would begin to move away from the red and into the black. So I think that we have got to deal with this question of population. There are clearly too many people. And one woman, one child, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a psychedelic advocate to understand the impact of that. If the population of the earth were cut in half, everybody alive would be twice as wealthy. It's possible in 120 years that we could reduce the earth's population to a billion. Sounds like Bill Gates. Very healthy, very yeah. comfortable, very well-educated people. Just wait. It's okay, good. that's part of what the mushrooms said, and I think it oh, the mushrooms seem radical in some circles, but not here, perhaps. It also said something else, which I rarely mention, but since you brought it up, there are not only too many people, there are too many men. Ridiculous! And I would be very interested in seeing a set of social policies, tax incentives, medical policies, I figured out who this guy is. put in place to limit male birth. It's very rare in mammal populations that you have a 50-50 ratio of male to female. And in fact, it's well known. Anyways, he wants to limit male birth through laws and tax incentives to reduce the <laughs> population of men worldwide to 25%. He, he is the Eugenics. product of Thanos and Mr. Rogers having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's him. It, like, you hear it in his voice, but he has the Thanos lingo instead. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like turning up the... China's policies on its head, on its head. Yeah. Jesus. Well, it sounds like he just isn't getting laid enough, and he wants more women around. I just, I don't know, man. It's McKenna. It's probably that too. Is You're very right. interesting, but he had some creepy ideas, and I don't trust him. Hmm. I wouldn't either. Um, but I do chaos. like. I mean, and I, I was a long time McKenna fan, but the more I listened to him, the more I was like, man, I don't know about this guy. More of a Rami D kind, of, Ram Dass kind of guy. But uh, anyway, that's. Neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to probably play one more clip and then let you uh, start getting into yours if you want there, Boober. Let's do it. All right. If you look into Bluebeam, Carol Rosen's name is going to pop up a lot. She was uh, Bernard von Braun's personal secretary. 
This is uh, one of the infamous clips of her talking about Blue Beam. At this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. She's talking about what Von Braun said. Uh, so it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Cal, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. He didn't mention a timeline, but he said that it was going to be speeding up faster than anybody could possibly imagine. That the effort to put weapons in space was not only based on a lie, but would accelerate past the point of people even understanding it until it was already up there and too late. She has a lot of interesting things to say. And she's uh, in charge of space weapons programs, or at least was at one point. I think during the Bush, maybe, Bush administration. Yeah, it makes me think a lot of uh, what was what was Reagan's big hard on for uh it wasn't space yeah, force it was star wars program it was a satellite star wars program yeah yeah <laughs> this is like yeah it was right around the time uh, return of the jedi came out they introduced the star wars satellite program i guess it was the idea was to have satellites uh so they could shoot missiles down with the satellites like lasers uh, well of, you i know, feel like most of those programs they give the public kind of like the moon landing like they give the public one version of it that probably is a uh, just pr and then they have a real program it's secret yeah we we might be able to come back around and, and tie something to that later uh, as far as the star wars program is concerned but this Ooh. is this is just a thought that came off the top of my head so add it to the list of shit to talk about hell yeah well anyway yeah man <laughs> what you, uh what you got, what you got well for us? uh you know there's a uh, it this seems to be, like I said, a sort of topsy-turvy, every fold comes back in on itself. Um, uh, it's advantageous that we listen to the Terrence McKenna because population control just is one of the like through lines to, um, I'd say, an uh, alternative perspective on <laughs> how the world is ruled by lizard fucks. Um, so the first guy, from what I understand, uh, that was really perpetrating the um, Project Bluebeam was a dude by the name of Serge Manast. Uh, um, he's got a book. Apparently the book is out of publication and hard to find these days. Um, but I've got some just quick bullet point stuff to go through. And then from there, we'll touch on some... Uh, some other big name conspiracy guys that uh, furthered on his uh, theories. So according to Serge, NASA would implement Project Bluebeam uh, with the system of advanced mind control as well as top secret technology in order to trick everyone into believing there'd been a second coming of sorts. But first, step one of Project Bluebeam would involve the manufacture of artificially created earthquakes in strategic locations around the world. These earthquakes would, according to the conspirators' hoaxes, unearth artifacts indicating that the religious doctrines of all nations had been misunderstood for centuries, thus 
discrediting all religion. Now, <laughs> look at Revelation stuff, and it's Adam Curry's infamous earthquake machine. Yes, I've heard rumblings about that. <laughs> um, is is it something? <laughs> is <it> something? <laughs> Sorry, that laugh. <laughs> uh, I was so prepared, and then it stopped. <laughs> so, uh, would it be considered in the same vein as harp? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know a ton about harp. Uh, from what I understand, it's it's something that controls atmosphere uh, storms. Yeah, well, theoretically, with microwave, um, they 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 used it actually in our harp episode. We played a couple of clips about that. The um, harp scientists were talking about they could um, use the same RF radiation that harp has. Um, and you could do, theoretically, you could uh, create an earthquake with a satellite with enough radiation. But they use it to find oil um, deposits underground. And if you turn, if you crank it up high enough to enough watts, you can cause an earthquake. So, oh, wow! And also probably give everybody in that area cancer, I would imagine. But that's just my guess. <laughs> Jeebus. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's another uh, that's another topic that we'll touch on quite a bit. Look is at that. Make, making everybody sick. Um, so this dude, Serge, claimed that movies like 2001 A Space Odyssey had already laid the psychological groundwork for this step by presenting stories in which mysterious unearthed objects upend everything humans know about themselves and their world. Monoliths. Uh, Did you watch Monolith, 2001? I ended up catching a little bit of crash course on it. Um, I <laughs> have this pretty big aversion to Stanley Kubrick films oh. uh, for one reason or another. Um, I wanted to. I, Is it because he faked I, the moon landing? Like, why are you? What's oh, going it's on? Because he's black, right? You know, uh, <laughs> I actually, I had a uh, a friend growing up that I was homeschooled with. His dad told me they were watching The Shining one day, and they were looking to go back and like rewatch a scene, but. In the course of pausing it, when I I forget exactly where it is in the movie, um, but Johnny is walking down the stairs in the in the lobby of the hotel, and for a split second, in like one or two single frames, they've dropped in an axe hanging out on the staircase, nice. and uh, it's just one of those things like you catch subliminally, you know, it's a it's an encoded image. You know, something an that you're axe? not going to get. Like a yeah. wood chopping axe? Like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like um, the door chopping axe, right? Yeah. So uh, there's that, and then the I whole... I mean, isn't that just foreshadowing, though, technically? Well, you're you're building apprehension and, and uh, tension by, mm. you know, quickly flashing this image, you know, to, to make the person more apprehensive, I guess. What does that mean in Fight Club when they flash the Pepsi? I haven't seen Fight Club Probably in so long. Product placement. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the monoliths in 2001 film. are... It's weird that those similar-looking monoliths just started popping up all over the world. Utah and wherever else it was. Yeah, right. I, I, I abide by the theory that that's, it was like some promotional stunt for a video game or a movie coming out, but I don't know. I thought I was thinking there was going to be a dildo coming out at some point. <laughs> Look at that! I've yet to see it. <laughs> dildo. Uh, I think the official behind the schemes theory is that it's Shia LaBeouf running around setting them all up. So you retarded? That would be a pleasant <laughs> surprise too. It really would be. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, continue. Sorry. I, I didn't mean so, to get uh, off on the 2001 tangent. No, no, no. 2001 is going to be cool because um, while I haven't seen the That's movie. That's when 9-11 happened. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Cooper comes in here a little later talking about 2000. Um, Fucking how Kubrick. Things change. Um, but one big thing that's always kind of shied me away, uh, not only my college film course class just totally turning me off to that movie because I had no idea what the fuck was going on, but the idea of like these black mirrors, these scrying screens, these television monitors, like uh, th that'll be some good shit later. Um, so Manas claimed that, uh, sorry, the second step Manas claimed would involve a gigantic space show during this stage of project Bluebeam, three dimensional optical holograms, as well as laser laser projections of holographic images would beam across the sky. What would these images include projections of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, et cetera, et cetera, would merge into one. So we're starting off with the earthquakes and it's unearthing some ancient alien shit. It, it throws the whole scientific community into a hizzy because everything that we thought we knew has just been um, totally lambasted by this new piece of information. So you're you're like you're you're priming the fucking subjects, the population, mm -hmm. um, for a fucking high top god tier Pink Floyd laser show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, did you see? Well. Let me know if I need to put on the goggles. But did you see the Seattle um, New Year's thing? Actually, I have a pair of 3D sunglasses right here, and I'm I am uh, actually physically putting them on for this part of the conversation because I did, and uh, I, I want to give a special thanks to Dame Delorean. Um, was listening to the Bowl After Bowl stream last night, and she was telling me about a viewer in Seattle that lives within looking distance of the Space Needle and they've got the feed going online uh, on the TVs and mm -hmm. she's filming yeah, out the video. window. I, I missed it. Uh, I guess it got taken down. Um, I mean, that thing, it looks cool. I was uh, I was not as impressed after I found out that it was... You know, they weren't actually so projecting it in the sky. It was uh, right. augmented reality. But um, yeah, I think a lot of these UFO sightings could easily be projected holograms. Um, but that's just my theory. I have no way to back that up. So. Well, it's, it's um, kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I would love it's, to get my hands on those holograms. <laughs> I think it's uh, probably one of two things. Uh, granted, I'm just some dude behind a microphone. Uh, it's either projected images. Or it's uh, just U.S. technology. We can debate it. Yeah, they're just taking their fucking free energy devices for a ride. Those <laughs> are aliens coming down here, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna abuse those ISOs. Just uh, sorry in advance. I'm already abusing them. That dude is holding the cracks uh -huh. me up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, going back to the uh, images of Krishna and Buddha and. Muhammad and Jesus and all that in the sky merging into one. I mean, yeah, what way, what, like, what better way to set up a one world government than a one world religion? I mean, that's uh, a no brainer, really. Yeah, we got to have uh, something to tie everybody together, you know, break down those those boundaries of uh, culture and, um, and 
geographic location, you know, show everybody that, you, that, that we are one, which I don't disagree with. You know, we're just kind of a collective ball of electric sand or some dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, to me, it just, and this comes a lot from uh, Isaac White. Uh, God, I'm going to fuck up his last name. His show's Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. Uh, but he did a pretty thorough breakdown of, of Surge here. And one of the things that he hits on, because he is one of the more orthodox, religious, like Jay Geyer, sorry, Jay Dyer sort of uh, um, writers, that a lot of this is going to revolve around the imagery of birthing or creating or you know, like making something new. And one of the comparisons that he had made is merging all of these gods, you know, who to some degree always tie back to sun myth, uh, symbology, you know, Jesus, the son of God. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck up everybody else. So I'm not going to even attempt, but regardless, he's saying that they want to create a second son and um, if you ever fucked around with the electric universe theory, it it uh, essentially what it says is space isn't a vacuum. Space is filled with electrical currents like you would find on the oceans. Yeah, that's what and, Tesla was uh, obsessed with, right? Yeah, and it's all energy waves and vibrations. And um, there used to exist a time when Saturn was within spitting distance of planet earth essentially i mean uh i think yeah, one of saturn the guys, worship is still a big thing in the yeah. occult oh yeah I, I think uh black cube think, and all that yeah oh yeah the black cube you know it, it unfolds to all of the judaic christian and uh, islamic religions um you see it fucking i mean the amazon uh which uh not alexa one of them's they they got a fucking cube thing that you can put in your house internet Internet of bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm good on that. Hard pass. <laughs> no, but the um the <clears throat> the projection of um in, like uh, uh, what, uh religious entities or deities in the sky. It's like there was a book uh written about two thousand years ago uh called Revelations. Revelation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they not only predict the you know can't buy or sell without getting the mark on your right hand or forehead and wars or rumors of wars and uh global plague it also predicts a beast that is everyone all over the earth can all see at once in the sky so you know i had a a kind of a paranormal experience with my dad uh involving revelations uh we used to do uh or i used to do at least revolutionary war reenacting and uh i portrayed as a drummer for most of it and we were at home recording some tracks and I had stepped away and, or maybe he was just recording them. Uh, it, it's a little foggy now, but in the process of the, of the countdown to start playing, you know, he'd leave himself like uh, two measures of silence and then the click track for, for some fucking reason, the recorder picked up Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Uh, it was a total disembodied voice. Like, and I want to say this is probably 2007 or 8, maybe. Well, it'd be cool uh, if you still had that recording. I know. Uh, Dad, if you're listening tonight, which I think he is, <laughs> let's find it. 
Every get cool. an email tomorrow and a text. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, we got all of these uh, these gods merging together. They're creating the second sun. Uh, to me, very uh, it sounds like to us very Saturnic. Um, you know, you fold in again, you find fucking Saturn everywhere. I mean, got that's goddamn communism. I mean that that's Satan's fucking sigil on their flags. You know? I thought we loved communism. Uh, you know, I just want to. I want to state the record, though. Like, what? what is, I, I'm so confused well, now. No, uh, Russia. Russia. I. I don't believe really identifies as communism anymore. Um, so it's just Putinism instead. <laughs> the way past. Thank you. It's not communism. It's Putinism. It's different. Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> you know, uh, Pat. Pat talks about them, about uh, Putin specifically, He's trying to recreate the uh, federal federalist uh, imperial Russia. Um, essentially, make Russia great again. So, you know, is there any truth to it? It's. Like, in a, like he was just talking about doing that. Uh, no, I mean, it kind of strikes me that Putin's pretty uh, anti-globalist. Um, I mean, that could be a completely baseless claim, too. Sorry. Hold, hold on a sec. I have a fan that turned on. I don't want the humming. Um, so... Uh, uh, talking what communism, Saturn, you know, the all the religions. Ah, we'll we'll continue on here. I'm good. Uh, <clears throat> so he explains the technology behind this display, uh, saying that conspirators would use space-based laser-generating satellites to project simultaneous images to the four corners of the planet in every language and dialect, according to the region. Aliens. So, <laughs> gonna have a uh, illegal aliens everywhere um uh reportedly uh and that's so they're talking about this uh in every language and dialogue dialect according to the region i mean that's some voice of god stuff uh the other thing that it kind of reminded me of is there's a stephen king novel called cell mm. and it's a zombie apocalypse book and one day i really love that book yeah uh it's movie was terrible. Wow. <laughs> Samuel Jackson and John Cusack. And it's like, I was like, I loved that book. It was like the, my first Stephen King book I read. The movie came out and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I love this book. And it was I, one of the worst movies I had seen. In a, I, I thought you were insane for a split second because I was thinking of the one with Vince Vaughn and uh, fucking Jennifer Lopez called The Cell. And of which I thought was like a very good movie. <laughs> but that's very underrated. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's cell totally, and I, I've never cell. seen Stephen King's The Cell. Uh, interesting. The book's good. I would, uh, it yeah, ends like it seems like it ended halfway through the story though, and there was never a sequel. But I, it was a page turner for sure. Yeah, it might have been during his cocaine cowboy days when he was just turning shit in and getting paid. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, so one of the main plot points of Cell is one day everybody gets a phone call and they answer it at the same time. And there's some sort of signal that plays over the cell lines and it mm. turns people into these fucking flesh eating zombies. Um, kind of uh, out of the realm of 28 days where they're, you know, they're very right. runny and vicious. Yeah, you can't. I, I, I'm so annoyed by these running zombies, man. It's just a real bit. It's like now you got to get a stairmaster. Now you have to run for your life. Like it, yeah. it fucking sucks, man. That's what made the the Left for Dead game so much fun, though. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, those are excellent I'll, games. Uh, I'll often be listening to Nick the Rat and playing Left for Dead on Wednesday nights. It's I'm not gonna lie, you play on Xbox, it. man. Uh, I'd be down for some Left for Dead, but we'll talk about that off the air. I was gonna say there should be a Chico where you could run and slap that little bitch, uh, the little witch, uh, in the back of the head and keep running or something like that. <laughs> oh, the witch, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been too yeah, long but, since I played oh, it. There should be a Chico where you could just go like thump her in the in her forehead and she can't catch you. But anyways, that's another thing. <laughs> well, so so yeah. Boober, the is, am I right in assuming that there's kind of two there's two different views on what bluebeam will entail one is a fake um religious thing and the other is a fake alien invasion most people either have one or the other and there's a few that think it might be both tied together yes um everything that i've kind of been coming across uh, as far as surge is concerned it's uh one and the same so they're going to um the the religious uh, apparatus is deployed first and then the alien invasion comes in i don't think bill cooper really talks too much on oh do i lose you i'm here hello oh i think monty cut uh dropped out oh i'm um, still here i'm here um i'm here Oh God, I, I I lost it. Uh, uh, uh. That's a ten. Ten of a brain fart. <laughs> what is that clip from? What is that? I test an ice cream. Oh. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Thank you for your courage. Good, good, good. Um. Yeah, Monty is still gone, so I don't know. Don't know what happened to him. Uh oh. I should pop back in here in a second. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah. I don't think I really caught Bill Cooper talking too much on them projecting these religious deities in the sky, but he definitely seems to be in the mindset that they're going to create a new religion. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely of the mindset that today's modern science is the new religion. Um, and Fauci uh, is the god. Hey man, that's Doctor Faustus. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Faustus. Uh, Forgot. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, hey, you know, just the sort of religious implications of wearing the mask. Uh, I, you know, fuck. Uh, we'll we'll touch on some COVID and Faustian bargains um, later tonight. But continuing forward. The third step is where mind control would take center stage. Telephonic communication devices would send waves to reach each person within their own minds, convincing each of them that their own God is speaking to them from the very depths of their own soul. Mm, the CIA uh, on record was testing cell towers to do this uh, since the uh, late 80s. 
Yeah, and I want to say five G isn't something that I fuck around with too hard. Uh, I I you know am totally of the mindset that there's plenty there to question. Is that any sort of uh, through line or talking point for five G being able to beam signals inside of people's heads? I mean, I <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I know David Ike and the. Um all the 5g people and even uh, adam curry was onto this and as soon as alex jones actually reported it on infowars the nih took it down but nih.gov had a whole study showing that 5g radiation mimics coronavirus cells in the body oh um, i remember this from uh, it was like april or may or something yeah and wuhan where the outbreak first started december of well no not december of last year now technically be december of 2019 um that they that was Wuhan was where they rolled out 5G first. So right with uh, Huawei, right? Yeah, I I am no expert, but I um, put it this way: I I don't put my phone up to my head on a long phone conversation very often. I try to be on speaker or have headphones. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> nine out of ten times I'm I, I just broke my fucking headphones, so I gotta get that rectified. But uh, yeah, headphones. Uh, through and through and um i mean even those like fucking bluetooth headphones uh that go around your neck or the ear pods uh there's a lot of crazy fucking stagehands out there but i ran into this one guy in north dakota um he was a self-proclaimed psychonaut but had also been struck by lightning at one point and knocked off of a building and it was knocked he, off a building and go struck on, by lightning on, on different days or was that at the same right. time i think it was at the same time and you know we're talking like a one and a half story house or something so nothing like too severe um but the guy was out there crazy um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh man i i should do an episode someday of all of the crazy uh, stagehand encounters First time I ever learned about fucking uh, the existence of Q was from a stagehand. I've had stagehands give me uh, photo album collections of pictures of fairies that they've taken. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy as fuck. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy fucking stagehands. And they probably um, look at you like you're crazy for not immediately believing them. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. At no point did I say I didn't believe them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I use, I assume I use too crazy much. as a as a as a you know term of love and endearment i just fell in love with you <laughs> oh so this uh to in the in the tangent uh this guy was someone that was like yeah you gotta watch out for these frequencies you're gonna get your brain like you know, you're you're cooking your body with your cell phone uh look at where you know you're talking about the <laughs> um Talking about the depopulation of, uh, of dudes worldwide, where do, where do a lot of people keep their uh, smartphones at? Right in their pockets, right beside a... Uh, yeah. You know. I, would, I would imagine that has something to do with uh, American males' sperm count dropping to way lower than it ever should be and has been in the past. <laughs> well, so just you cooking know, your balls. I'm bad about leaving <laughs> my phone in my pocket all the time, dude. I, I switched it over to my uh, I switched it over to my butt, so at least um, you know. I'm always wearing <laughs> a jacket or a hoodie, so it's usually like a few inches above or to the left or right nowadays for me. But I agree. Yeah, back when I used to wear just t-shirts and things of that nature, yeah, it was always either in my back pocket or front. 
you know, uh, once upon a time, AKA? I actually used to gap tape. Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I used to strap it to the inside of my thigh with some gaff tape, but uh, those days are long past. <laughs> I, use my, I use the warmth of my phone battery to warm my balls. <laughs> I say it doesn't sound like a horrible idea if you're freezing your ass off, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, continuing on with a quote, such rays from satellites are fed from the memories of computers that have stored massive data about every human on Earth and their languages. The rays will then interlace with their natural thinking to form what we call diffuse artificial thoughts. So, talking about planting thoughts in the people, um, which I've, I've, there's been one experience where it felt like there was someone not my self talking inside of my head, uh, but we'll save that for a different show. Um, <laughs> finally, the fourth step. <laughs> I don't want to sound. I don't. Gotta lay off the weed. <laughs> so, finally, the fourth step. A Project Bluebeam would make use of various technologies in order to convince people that alien invasions and the rapture itself were taking place thus making it easier for the powers that be to take control of a fear out of adult populace. Mm. And, um, you know, two of the other major talking points is, you know, it's going to be a cashless uh, system, cashless society. Uh, Revelations. I, I'm, I'm very excited about podcasting 2.0, but I'm kind of shitting myself over the idea of seeing Bitcoin introduced on a, like, you know, you're really going to need a Bitcoin. <laughs> I wish I had the Pastor Manning. Um, All hell is about to break loose, and you're going to need a Bitcoin. I did uh, I did pull a, sh- uh, a clip from No Agenda. It's the uh, you pigs and human clothing. <laughs> I love that one. It's so good. By the way, uh, shout out to Mr. Robot, because they do a lot of this theoretically in season two. They have their own nice little Bitcoin seasons and... Yeah, it's crazy. Basically, it's like the end of Fight Club continued on. They actually did destroy the national debt. And now we got Bitcoin currency. <laughs> money, money. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I don't have anything on um, Mr. Robot, but Bill Cooper will be referencing uh, one of the plot points, sort of, from the first season. Which one? Uh, it's the... Oh, I don't want to spoil it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. You'll know it when you hear it. Okay. Um, but the other thing, uh, security state, you know, because security ain't cheap, security ain't free. Uh, it's going to, I mean, I think we're well on our way to the nanny state. And they'll just get rid of cops, uh, disband them totally, and replace them with parachuting, roving gangs of helicopter parents, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Ro- uh, robot uh, military and police force is, as soon as it's they have that implemented i mean it's over we're done <laughs> yeah i mean that's some straight up fucking robocop shit mm-hmm. i am 100 percent behind the idea of predictive programming i think that is one of the more crucial elements to all the shit that goes down like you can hop on the internet and you can find all the uh, crazy fucking youtube videos with the robo voices i don't know how many i had to go through i was like ah oh, this sucks because yeah, you know it's like I, you got about a billion at least at this point well i don't know i mean we're talking about mouthy buddha he's got some really good quality shit 
And I saw him fucking get taken down from YouTube in real time. Well, yeah, um, you don't mess with Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> well, as far as predictive programming that's like that, that's goes... That's uh, the first time I've ever heard him in my whole life. <laughs> you don't fuck with Tom Hanks. You don't. Especially Wilson. I've seen all those little gloves. <laughs> yeah, I've seen all those little kid's gloves he's got on his Instagram. That sick creep. Um, no, so, uh, predictive programming, as far as Bluebeam goes, Bill Cooper, uh, I have to... I'll probably just put the whole clip at the end of the episode because um, it's too long to play. But he he goes through some documents dating back as early as 1917 of um, U.S. and Japanese and German uh, officials all talking about um, a, a a otherworldly invasion from another planet being used to unite the world. So that's before ufos were anywhere near in the lexicon i mean that was that's um, that's like 40 years before any of the ufo sci-fi stuff right. ever came out in pop culture right interesting hmm. um well where's the cooper clip from uh, it, it might from be the- it might be uh i don't i have a couple cooper clips uh, i think it might be from the one that's his last interview before he died i can't remember okay yeah, let's do that one. He got uh, he got whacked. Well, it's it's long. It's like ten minutes, and I figured I'd just put it at the end of the episode. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, well, uh, then I shall jump in because uh, I do have a interview. I don't remember if it's his last one. I mean, he's definitely talking about him being in the hills and the buried supplies all over the fucking mountain. Um, but we'll uh, we'll start with an origin on how the uh, interview got started with him. Oh, this is William Cooper, a man who received mainstream attention in 1994 when Rush Limbaugh read an alleged White House memo in the air calling him the most dangerous radio host in America. Maybe that's because his conspiracy classic is the underground bestseller, or perhaps it's because of the increasing popularity of his shortwave radio broadcast, which is also available on the internet. Behold the Pale Horse, the book they're talking about? Yeah, uh, Behold the Pale Horse is also, along with the uh, uh, something, something, rules of power, levels of power, it's one of the most popular books in the uh, penal system in the United States. Hmm. Uh, His book is super popular with the prison system. Oh, Uh, that kind of... I didn't realize you were talking about that kind of penal. Oh, <laughs> There's another. You got a one-inch pecker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't remember if he says. Hour of time. I'm still William Cooper. This was not an easy interview to net. He was the first person I asked, and after eight thousand miles and six and a half weeks on the road, just about the last to agree. I guess he wanted to make sure I was serious. Nevertheless, I had to come alone. And I was required to follow clear rules of conduct. So the guy's uh, recluse. He's still doing his show. Uh, he died in 2000. Um, shot by police. They came to arrest him on an aggravated assault charge, I believe, because someone else showed up and he fucking shoved a gun in their chest. Uh, he was kind of a paranoid dude. Uh, more often than not, you're going to find people just referring to him as some patriot, alt-right, fringe, extremist, radical. Uh, yeah, but that was me, like that was like 15 years 
he died like 15 years before the term alt-right was even a thing though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm starting to kind of piece together some other theories about Gamergate, which is something I missed totally because I, I wasn't on the internet in that regards at that time. Um, That's what yeah, gave rise to uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, so, I that guy. The dangerous faggot. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I could say whatever I want as long as I'm gay and I have sex with black men. That was pretty much all I got from him. <laughs> Tongued, uh, God, what's his name? Gavin McInnes on, on oh, TV. Oh, man, Gavin, I, Gavin and Milo, were, I I got a kick out of those guys. I have respect I for... I too. Like, they're funny when they're just pissing off people who are easy to piss off. Right. That's pretty much all I get out of it. It's like the same reason I like shit posters. Like, I love, I, I, mad props to shit posters because Mm -hmm. they, uh, they take it like 10 10 degrees further than I ever would online. And I respect Mm -hmm. that there's people out there like that. Yeah. It's when you have someone like on the internet or even across the table from you, and it's like, if I just say this, I know I'm going to get this reaction. That's who they are. They do that all day. (laughs) (laughs) You got a problem with that, (laughs) Nyoga? It's like that. It's like that uh, Dave Chappelle skit when that uh, white chick who was pretending to be black and got the scholarships and everything. Oh yeah, just like yeah. In his stand-up, he was just like, "I just want to sit across the table from her and call her a nigger to her face, (laughs) (laughs) just to see why." Because fuck them. That's why. I got some good. I got a little bit of Chappelle. Get yeah, the, we, all, get we, all, we all need it, man. He's the most woke comedian of, of our generation, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's up top there. five at least. Yeah. Definitely top five. I I got ton. I got way too many boondocks. Bitch ass, faggot ass, punk ass, pussy ass, bitch ass, nickel. You want to do something, bitch ass, nickel? Stink meter, man. All right, um, all right, uh, all right. Sorry, go go ahead with the with the Bill Cooper clip if it's not over. Yeah, well, uh, I've got it broken down into four parts. Uh, we might skip section two. He gets into a lot of the cow mutilations. I don't know if that's something that you've covered all that much on the show. Uh, it seems to be something that goes hand in hand with UFO sightings. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I, it's uh, it's also it go, seems to go hand in hand with like certain cryptids. Um, like cryptids your, uh, and uh, cult behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've honestly never really been into the cryptids or the UFOs that much, um, because I just, it's, it's definitely like a hard, like people, it's not, it's a non-offensive conspiracy theory. I'll put it that way. It's like people aren't going to get mad because you're into UFOs or Bigfoot, as, but they will get mad at you if you're into like vaccines or, or nine uh, eleven or you know. It's UFOs and Bigfoot are always like the safe conspiracy theories, and there's not that much evidence, in my opinion. I was gonna say, I dare say the other ones are down to earth. (laughs) Hey, oh, oh, wait, oh, sorry, I wasn't ready. There we go, there we go. Now, you know, is there any actual physical evidence of UFOs and cryptids? Uh, cryptids, probably not. I'm definitely of the mindset that they're interdimensional beings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like an energy that's breaking through in, in some capacity, at least. Dog man. I mean, there's, yeah, I, I'm a big Mothman guy. That, that, he's, he's I kind like of the Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's the, there's the rumor that Aleister Crowley was the dude that summoned the Loch Ness monster. Cause he was hanging out 
uh, for some time, uh, right around or right after the uh, the Nessie started getting spotted. So mm. I didn't, know, we'll I never hadn't heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as aliens are concerned, um, I don't. Extraterrestrial aliens? No, I'm I'm not about that. Interdimensional aliens, the elves, you know, these ideas the of yeah, and fairies, and you know, fucking leprechauns, and the whole idea of American gods. Uh, that's the sort of shit that you know, it, it's it's energy and it's uh, part imagination, it's part intent. Um, it's it's <laughs> essentially what I'm calling it is a uh, imagination land from South Park. <laughs> yeah. That was great, actually. Classic. Um, so we'll uh, we'll listen to the first. Why don't part we send of, Kurt uh, Russell into Imagination Land? Kill the terrorists. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. Um, so uh, getting into this interview with Bill Cooper, he's going to uh, talk about um, why aliens don't exist. There is not one shred of evidence anywhere. There is lots of evidence, tons of it, in fact that there are a group of people collectively known as the Illuminati who want us to believe in some extraterrestrial threat from space so that they can cause a world government, you know, bringing together of all the people to resist that external threat. This is the age of deception. There's no doubt about it. And then uh, eight times during Reagan's administration, he inserted almost the exact same phrase into eight of his speeches. And, um, it's a scam. <laughs> that's that's what I can tell you. What they call UFOs, these craft that fly around the sky, are real. But they're not piloted by some little green guy from some other planet. They're owned and operated by the United States of America, for one, the Soviet Union, for another, uh, probably Great Britain, Canada. I think the, uh, the first really operable ones were probably manufactured in Western Canada, in the wilderness, in the in a, in a place especially built to, to create those machines. Hang out there for a second. <laughs> that one got me thought and uh, thought and uh, thinking how much of Canada hasn't actually been touched. I mean, it's hanging up there. There's a lot of shit going on, but everybody kind of hangs out towards the, like the brim of the hat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bet there's some weird ass shit in the real country of Canada. Anyways, like we created the Manhattan Project uh, and, and the same kind of secrecy surrounded it. So the technology is real. It's been used to promote this concept that there's an alien threat to this earth. The cattle mutilations I've discovered in my research are nothing more than than what's left after the government uh, does its secret tests on the, the low level radiation leakage from its atomic weapons assembly plants and atomic power plants. It's a low-level radiation monitoring project. And if you look at what's missing in the cattle, you'll see that it's just as clear as day. They take the lips, they take the tongue, they take a six-inch patch of skin, they core out the the uh, rectum, the colon area, where those kinds of things would collect that they would pass through the um, through the uh, digestive system on uh, female cows, they take the they take the udder uh, to check for low level radiation in milk. This is being passed to the to the calves, and and these are all grazing animals that graze on the grass that where the radiation falls when it falls from the air. 
And uh, it's just an incredible deception. And I'm just amazed that people have fallen for it in the manner that they have in the absence of any proof whatsoever. I mean, they cite. So uh, I, I messed up. Uh, I just I called all four of these cow, uh, <laughs> these clips Illumicow. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that cow mutilation was in clip two. Uh, so Bill Cooper is someone that touted aliens for a long time, as far as I'm aware. Uh, it wasn't until later into his career that he turned around and really started denouncing them because he felt like he had been given um, bad information, bad that intel. Conned. Yeah. Uh, no, and I that, think, sorry, go ahead. Well, I think we're getting ready to say the same thing with what you and, um, is it Mike from OBDM? Shout out to Midnight Mike. Yeah. yeah Midnight cool. Mike. Uh, which you guys are talking about Alex Jones, like Alex Jones has got the best of intentions. He's someone that is very passionate. It's, it's, uh, you know, that's apparent, but he's someone that just, it's easy to give him bad info that he'll take yeah, and run with. Cause he has Pentagon and CIA sources, but those, yeah, they can easily use him. I think Pachinik is an example of this. Use him as a conduit for this info, but I was going to say Bob Lazar, oh, the, okay. uh, the guy that, you know, is, saw like you know he, they showed him this incredible craft that has this anti-gravity propulsion system and all this stuff that he just can't believe back in the 80s like how it worked and then he just happens to see these documents that he quote unquote wasn't supposed to see of they're from the zeta reticuli star system and and then he uh they they catch him and they catch him going uh because he was supposedly hired to back engineer it and they catch him with his friends out in an RV at area 50 or not area 51, but nearby there, whatever the place he was at was. And, uh, mm -hmm. looking at the craft, they catch him and they let him go. And then they just scare him and like, and tell him not to talk about it. And he goes on the news and, you know, he's still talking about it to this day. Like, Oh yeah. But it seems like they let, they wanted him to get the idea that it was extraterrestrial origins and just let him, push that narrative. I think Tom DeLonge is another example of this from To The Stars Academy. Oh, he surrounded yeah. himself with all these... I think Tom DeLonge is probably a genuinely a genuine UFO believer and he's not doesn't realize he might be involved with Blue Beam or some kind of PSYOP, but they, I mean, he surrounded himself with these generals and CIA guys that all do the please believe me face when they go on Tucker Carlson and <laughs> CNN and talk <laughs> about like, yeah, there's crap from other worlds. We don't know. It's like, it's just none of it's believable, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely have the same sort of sentiments on Lazar. You know, to me, it's just uh, he and a long line of folks and internet videos and pop cultural references. Each one of them just turns the dial up, um, you know, a little more, a little more, and a little more. It's the, it's the frog in the fucking pot, the boiling pot of water, you know? Take the take the frog, throw it in the pot, pot of boiling water, frog is going to hop the fuck out because holy shit. I'm on fire! Or you can, <laughs> the, you can put the frog in the pot and then start to boil the water and, you know, it'd be quite, in, quite content till he's cooked. Um, if you're so, in China, though, you'll skin the bottom half of him and eat his bottom half in front of him because that's a normal meal. <laughs> they can't wait to send the police to your house to chop your testicles off. See, God, thank you. He's chicken one of McNuggets. 
I really loved y'all's uh, Alex Jones uh, best of. That was good. Oh, that clip battle I did with Midnight Mike made me so happy. Yeah. Some high quality content, folks. That was so funny. Um, it's like I, I, I um, I'm assuming listening to it, you really most of the time couldn't tell who was playing what, but we were just going back and forth, and it turns out we had the same, uh, we had the same uh, jalapeno clip. I was eating jalapenos during the break. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He coughs in the video. He coughs into a rag. After he says he was eating jalapenos during the break, he's like burping and coughing. He coughs hard in this rag and then wipes his forehead with the rag. It's so funny. <laughs> That's just like uh, fucking uh, uh, Giuliani <laughs> when he wipes his nose. <laughs> well, um, I got I got a uh, uh, it's the second part. This one's kind of one of two and then the next two are one of two. They're they're both they're all from the same interview, but um, they kind of go down two different paths. I mean, they cite hearsay as proof. Well, what about all of the alien abductions? Sorry, sorry. Can you can you restart that clip? Yeah. Okay. The first uh, the first sentence is they cite hearsay as proof. I swear to God, it sounds like Doctor Phil right there. I mean, they cite hearsay as proof. <laughs> Good catch! Holy shit! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That we can add that to the list of uh, Bill Hicks as Alex Jones, Jim Morrison <laughs> is Rush Limbaugh, and Doctor Phil is Doctor Phil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're on a roll with these. <laughs> I gotta go put on my Sir Spencer pants. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Good show last night in the bowl, by the way. Yes, uh, I'm going to be sending that to. Uh, uh, Malachi and Monty, um, and I'll get them caught up, get them up to speed on what we might be seeing with uh, the future of podcasting. Sweet. It's going to be good. Um, all right, so back to the clip. Well, what about all of the alien abductions? They're not abductions. They're the results of a tremendously successful and very sophisticated mind control operation, all of which has been involved well, they started working on those kinds of things since before World War II, but they have perfected them. On my website, I have a patent of a machine that can read your brainwaves, can recombine them in a computer and send them back to you and make you think things happen that never happened. I mean, you can't get a patent for something like that unless it really works. You have to prove it to the patent office. It works. A patent was issued. And this is just one of the things that snuck by them that has it. Because when people invent things like this, they're sucked up by the government immediately. And then they're, they're put behind the veil of national security and classified, and then nobody knows about them. But every once in a while, something sneaks by them. And when you do these searches in the patent office and the trademark office and in the copyright office, you come up with some real gems once in a while. And that, that was one. Also, the congressional investigations into the, uh, the intelligence community has revealed the existence of these programs. I mean, there's, there's no secret about it. It's documented. Project Artichoke, Project MKUltra, MK Naomi. You know, I could go on and on and on all day long. I have to tell. So when he's talking about all of the projects that uh, the CIA is kind of um, openly admitted to. Pegasus was of- the time travel one, right? Project Pegasus. I believe so. Uh, is that the one with, uh, oh my God, uh, no, Philadelphia Experiments, something else. I, 
Um, <laughs> there's just at some point it gets too much to like have on an uh, instant recall Rolodex. Right. And for every one that got declassified, I'm sure there's a thousand that didn't, you know. Right. You know, the fucking Pentagon loses, uh, what was it, uh, $1.2 trillion or $12 two, trillion. They lost $2.3 trillion on September 10th, 2001. And then uh, a plane that was never captured on video blew up the accounting section of the Pentagon. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the meme with uh, the Palestinian uh, gender studies, you know, I think cold acid was the one to call it out. You know, it's all just black budget money. Yeah. Uh, and I don't disagree. Um, he's, you know, talking about shit that, uh, that they've been doing, experimenting on people pre world war two. I mean, the Nazis fucking existed after, uh, before world war two. And they certainly, certainly as shit existed after world war two with programs like uh paperclip where they're, um, you know, draft season picking up both sides, Soviet Union and the United States, mm-hmm. picking the top scientists. And I, I was talking about that with Midnight Mike. The the Nazis in the 30s were building flying saucer prototypes. We don't know for sure if they were able to fly them, but um, going back to the interdimensional beings, like the real society, the Nazis were sacrificing kids and gobbling hallucinogens. And supposedly, if you're into that, if you think that occult Indiana Jones style Nazi stuff is real, that's where they got the uh, blueprints from the the elves or whatever to build these saucers and um so if we hot we you know we hired three to depending on the numbers three to twenty thousand nazi scientists to take over the oss cia nasa so uh blue beam would seem like it was a uh it was definitely nazi scientists that were at least providing the technology for that whole plan have you ever heard that frank zappa song the mind fuck never stops yeah <laughs> Yeah. So True. Uh, yeah, and I I am uh I am firmly in the belief that the Nazis were big time into occult shit. Um I think they transferred uh all of their, you know, just super dark evil practices and tactics over to the United States. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. occultism just like Saturn, uh, uh, Saturnism, however I can pronounce it, every fold you find a fucking connection to a cult in some capacity. You know, like when we were talking about Von Braun in the beginning, he formed, uh, I guess, the first iteration of NASA with the Satanists and the fucking Scientologist. You know, yeah, have you ever uh, heard the Sam, uh, the Sam Tri- Tripoli joke? Uh, <laughs> a Satanist, a Scientologist, and a Nazi walk into a bar. What's the first thing they found? Meth. NASA. Oh yeah, yeah. Did okay. you say meth? <laughs> well, yeah, because wasn't uh, Hitler a meth addict? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I. I, well, I, I, I was meth, medical about card. that too. Yeah, like what does the meth play into the cult, and then it transfers over? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Well, well if you stay I'm awake long enough, you'll see the shadow people, and meth definitely helps with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's like, that's actually a, a super super good point. Because um, I've seen something... tons of videos of Hitler not being able to sit still for. Like oh, he's five tweaking. Seconds. Yeah, he looks yeah, like Bill Gates. I'm I'm sure you guys have seen the comparison side by side shots of Bill Gates and those Microsoft uh, Monopoly. Uh, they broke up Microsoft or whatever. 
the non-competitive practice hearings of Bill Gates's rock and back and forth in his chair, and hit, just like <laughs> right. Hitler did at the Olympics or wherever he was right, at. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, right. I'm. I, yeah, I, I think that's a super good point, Monty. I think so many of these lizard fucks are fucking not. It's it's something bigger than Coke. I would have. They to got guess. designer drugs too. Uh, like yeah. Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg and all these guys have. Like Alex Jones always brings it up. It's like they're under bright lights. Why are their people solid black? Right. They you probably know, already it, have it, the brain chips. It probably <laughs> started with something like Adderall in the Silicon Valley vein. Mm-hmm. Um, in Hollywood, sure, you got the cocaine. Uh, fucking DC, I would imagine. Uh, well, maybe it's just crack. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I always laugh my ass off when someone has to go to rehab for cocaine. I'm like, good for you for being able to to afford to get to that point yeah <laughs> cocaine is a rich man's drug that's for sure it super is and, like, and i think <laughs> I, I think so many of these motherfuckers are on it or were on it for a long ass time and i think you know, they have designer just, drugs we haven't even heard of yeah i agree with that uh, i mean it's like the same thing with pill. like uh enhancer yeah. drugs for athletes like they got the latest shit you know what i mean like and they're mm-hmm. two years ahead of the drug testing <laughs> at all times yeah um yeah i mean fucking look at uh george jr um george senior satan himself uh i mean the, the list yeah. just fucking doesn't yeah, obama stop. admitted he did cocaine um bush said he couldn't remember if he did cocaine i'm, I'm sorry uh, uh i believe I that about obama too it was fucking way too many white women to have never done cocaine. <laughs> I, I think Obama was doing the gay shit. $60,000 worth of hot dogs. I believe that the federal government <laughs> should give people cocaine it. with marijuana. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Billy. Shit, shit, old, why not? Uh, I never heard Rudy. that before, but I could believe it. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> oh, that was in the WikiLeaks. Uh, Obama ordered $60,000, uh, $65,000 worth of hot dogs in one day. and yeah, um, from Chicago. Flew it in. And then there was all kinds of, uh, there was two guys, one of them got killed, the other guy's still alive, that alleged that um, they provided oral sex with and smoked crack with Obama when he was a senator. Well, I'm just glad we all agree that drugs plus cults equals insane spread of ideology in some right. capacity. And I, I think that's why, uh, that's a big reason why so many of these crazy fucking lizard fucks are... Uh, just so hell bent on making their reality um, an actual thing mm-hmm. because they're <laughs> just I <don't> know. <laughs> blasting off, you know? Right, right. I don't know, man. I was right. banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed, I have one gear. Go. Let's go. It's like uh, Mayor Ford of Toronto. He got Dude, that guy is a legend. Twice. That guy is yep. awesome. I there was the like, DC mayor? The SN, like, yeah, the SNL mayor. I mean, the SNL uh, guy was like, one thing we know for sure, crack must be really fun. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> why else would you go back after being caught publicly that dude once was, already? That dude was literally like Chris Farley if Chris Farley was a crackhead mayor. Like, Chris Farley yeah. was a cokehead. But yeah, Rob Ford was hilarious. Like, smoking crack as body. the mayor of Toronto. Like, right. still got reelected. <laughs> I Epic, dude. That's a, a that's a. I'm smoking my crack. That's <laughs> awesome. It is like it, I can't help but laugh at it. And he's gone. And his head is gone. <laughs> Podcaster down. Monty has gone away. Um. Reset well, your modem, caller. So uh, the next two 
Bill Cooper clips and uh, maybe we can pad this out just long enough for him to come back. He's back. Um, I'm back. The next two uh, Bill Cooper clips kind of actually pertain to some of the shit that we've witnessed today. Okay. I have to tell you, there's only one way this is going. There's going to be a civil war in this country. And I hope the outcome of the war will be the reinstatement of constitutional Republican government. But whenever you have a war like that, you're going to have competing factions to be the winner. And whoever really has the power in the end is going to institute whatever kind of government they feel should be there. There are people in this country who believe that a religious theology or theocracy should prevail. Well, if that happened, we'd have burnings at the stake again and inquisitions and heretics and all of these kinds of things. So that can't be allowed to happen. Can't be. Doesn't matter what my religion is. It can't be allowed to happen. There are people who want a, a socialist uh, government, much like the one in Sweden. There are people who want to uh, create in the United States what the Soviet Union had hoped to be. Um, there are real Nazis, all of them socialists. Hitler was a socialist. So I see the future as being tremendously dangerous for all of us. Um, well, not everybody. Just the ones that the enjoy bachelor thinking is no. back. No, no, and and pop up. stop, please. No, sorry. <laughs> That's a 10. We'll fix it in post. And many others <laughs> like me are, are going to perform a valiant attempt to reinstate, restore legitimate, lawful, constitutional Republican government. Whether or not we're going to be successful, I can't tell you. But I will tell you that once this war starts, it's going to be terrible, it's going to be bloody, and it'll last for 10 or 15 years. 10 or 15 years? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is, I mean, that that's only half, no, that would put us uh, right on track to be um, on par with the endless wars in the Middle East. How long did the, uh, uh, well, Afghanistan's 20 years now, how long did the... Um, Civil War lasted the first time. I don't even know how many years that lasted. I want to say more than four, right? Eight. I'm gonna have to do a real time uh, fact check on that one. All right. And while Um, you're doing that, I got a uh, I got another Bill Cooper clip to back you up. Kicking and flopping like a fish. I don't care how flat you make a pancake. It's got two sides. She's on me like a duck on a June bug. I think 1861 to 1865. You got the dumb bird sitting on your shoulder. It's uh, it's uh, Bill Cooper here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, that was Dr. Phil. He's really lost his edge. (laughs) (laughs) There's two sides to a pancake. Uh, I said four years. Four years. I I ever shot shot at by four. I was thinking eight. Um, Still, I mean, it's one of the most... thinking in terms of presidents. (laughs) uh, Bloody, brutal experiences uh, on this this country. Um, Just... Tons and tons and tons of bloodshed. Can you imagine though? Like, can we take a break and just imagine what old war was like? There was no grenades, or there was cannons for sure, but there wasn't like you know what I'm saying. It yeah. was like you had a fucking musket. And <laughs> As Joe Biden would say, that. "Everybody, close your eyes. Remember what you yeah. saw." <laughs> and then you fired that bitch, and if you're lucky, you got another shot off. Shot off within sixty seconds. And you're 60 seconds. That's that's slow as fuck. You can get three I, down. 
three down the barrel in 60 seconds if uh if you drill oh, it right oh, oh, okay so i'm off by one but anyways, <laughs> that's like, really good you know it, it, you know that's the difference between a badass and a bitch back then <laughs> hey so uh, well, Patrick also there's O'Kelly. no electricity running water internet porn toilet paper Everyone's we'll think about this flu and infections. If you <laughs> like, if you get hit by a musket ball, the the lead is so soft that when it makes impact, it's a ball. But by the time it breaks out of the bone that it just hit, it's flattened to a pancake. Ugh. In the process of going through your body, so you'll have like a one inch hole, and then um, just kind of like no back <laughs> right. on the bones. And I mean, I'd, uh, I'd give anything to see if, if photographs have been around back then. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, actually, I, I would have to see once. It'd be like, and oh. his head is gone. Um, <laughs> but I, so Patrick O'Kelly, uh, him and I uh, had went toe to toe, and um, my dad's also competed against him. They do a, a annual uh, musket competition, and uh, every year the rules will change. But um, we uh, these, these guys would go head to head too and do that shit too. You know what I mean? I tell you what the most brutal was though is the bayonets. Yeah. Like people would stand by their God and stand by fate. You know, if it was their time to get hit by a musket ball, well, fate be it. But the moment you fucking point uh stick a giant fucking point on the end of your five foot uh musket and you start chasing someone with it, mm. all bets are off. <laughs> and then uh, imagine if you're the asshole drumming along <laughs> or carrying the flag. <laughs> You know, Dude, that's like, like the they, they say it's like an honorary position, but it's like, no, you're the asshole. We can't find anything else for you to do. So you carry this shit and just don't fucking die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just imagine you're that guy. <laughs> like, we're not even giving you, we're not giving you a weapon. I'd rather have the drum than the flute, though. That's oh, a fight. Yeah, at least I could throw a flute. You can't throw a flag or do shit with that, really. <laughs> Uh, Usually they probably had a spear at the end of the flagpole. I would hope so, man. I would hope so. Some form of self-defense. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, uh, I don't want to speak out of line, but I think she was actually the fife major representing the uh, FMAR, which is the uh, field music of the American revolution. It was a um, loose coalition of Mm -hmm. a lot of the Southern, uh, Southern based regiments of the reenacting community. Uh, so she ended up leading that group uh, a year or so ago uh, in Williamsburg, which is cool. I, I could just cool. only imagine like being single, walk into a pub or bar back then, and be like, "What do you do in the military?" I I drum. I care. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, luckily, you know I, I mean? know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hey, you want to see my rim shot? <laughs> so the other thing that uh, Cooper hits on in this clip specifically is the idea that socialists want to take over the world. And honestly speaking, I'm pretty sure that's what we just witnessed today. Um, I've definitely had the mindset that it was probably going to end up leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely like Nick the Rat's uh, sort of middle of the road um unraveling i think that's a really good way to phrase it will we see Shout out to Nick the Red. would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be be fine i can't believe we're missing nick the rat for this <laughs> i know he's starting in nine minutes damn it um so uh 
and 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 the idea with Hitler being a socialist, I mean, it's the fucking National Socialist Party. Uh, it's the same sort of language I would argue that you see in the Green New Deal. You know, they're talking about a uh, national social takeover of industry and. Uh, um, I mean, the coronavirus is forcing people to become socialists as we speak. Well, like, I mean, that's it's it. involuntarily making you dependent on the government just by waiting on a stimulus check alone. And, yep. you know, you, you can do that by shutting the businesses down. You can do that by throttling the economy. Um, and only the small ones are dying and Amazon and Walmart are doing okay. <laughs> so, you know, I... I I was told today that things are going to be better. You know, we will finally get all this free health care and, and uh, this uh, debt forgiveness. I think that's just a shiny coat of shackles, honestly. Uh, the, the whole the idea. The debt forgiveness of, thing pisses me off, dude. Because it's like, it's basically, it's, it's like, okay, if I decided not to go into debt, which I did not do to go to like, you know, a full four year college. I decided not to like take on a bunch of debt to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the people that did go into debt, they get all that paid for. And I, me making the fiscal decision to not do that, I just get nothing. Well, if you and that is going to further around. separate like the elite, you know, um, university types that are all liberal versus like the red, or the, sorry, the blue collar people. It's just going to create more resentment between those two groups if you just essentially hand, you know, everybody fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, which is the same as paying off their debt, and then like the blue collar people will get jack shit. It's just I don't know, pisses me off. I definitely hear you on it. Uh, I don't have enough words to get into that discussion right now because I feel like we could talk for hours on that one subject alone on the right. uh, on the debt. Oh. And national debt to begin with, and I, I, uh, I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna, it, it's a, it's a bitch ass move, but I'm gonna go left on that one for now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the way I approach it, you know, it, it's right. It, it goes hand in hand with a UBI, with a universal basic income, and once you're relying on the government in that fashion. Uh, that they are the only ones that, you know, can provide you the source of income to be able to take care of yourself, to sustain yeah, it's, yourself. It's a wishing well. It's, you it's keep coming bad. back. And it's going to be strings attached. It's not going to be a no strings attached UBI. It's like you got to get your, uh, you know, registered with this global ID. You have to get your vaccine chip or whatever, not chip necessarily, but yeah. your vaccine papers. You have to, uh, what's uh, what's uh, Switzerland? Way, you guys, like all Switzerland this is now. going on. And we still have automation robots coming in 10, 15, 20 years that are going to eliminate so many jobs. Where the fuck are all these Uber drivers, McDonald's workers, Walmart workers, Amazon Sim workers going to go? Every yeah. essential well, worker is going to get replaced. Where I the don't, fuck are they I'm not go? against UBI, but I just know it's going to be like, okay, now uh, it's going to be wrapped in with global government and uh, a ch one child policy thing like McKenna's dream. It, you saw what Scotland yeah. did. You have to uh, agree I not to have children. I see universal income even like possibly happening out of it. Like, like yeah. I don't know. I don't have an answer to all this shit. Scotland is I, you have I to agree not to have children coming. in order to oh, uh, to uh, get the UBI and get vaccinated. It's just like I don't know. I, I I'm UBI Social is contract. a good idea, but like I, it's the same reason like the Bernie Sanders thing was dumb because it's like 
we're going to tax you more so that you can get goods and services. And it's like, yeah, if the government wasn't corrupt and that money was actually going to help people, then yeah, I would like be fine with that. But it's that's not how government works. <laughs> no, it yeah. never is. No, you're absolutely right. And no and the just... government's never been good stewards of our money. You know, right? No, um, they do fucked up shit I... all the time for the highest bidder that runs them. Right. And and for Group. me, it's UBI is the uh, threshold for social credit scores. Again, Black Mirror. Again, mm -hmm. two thousand one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and look at what Mr. Yen. UBI himself just said. Uh, there's Yen. people need to have your uh, barcodes to show you've been vaccinated to go to public gatherings and concerts. <laughs> they want it. They need it. You know, it, it's. Uh, uh, oh, also to touch on one other thing. Uh, I, I know it's fun to to piss on the drummers, but those guys, those guys fucking made the battles. You know, for when it came to the infantries and the actual regiments, because they're giving out all the commands for. Uh, you know, hauling ass, reforming, uh, cocking, locking, and, and blasting. I mean, they're. I I think the drummers are probably the most badass punches because you don't got a fucking weapon like the uh, drum majors carried a sword, but you know, if you're someone like me, you just <laughs> you got two sticks. <laughs> <laughs> People blasting cannonballs at you, you know. Um. So I guess I wouldn't know what to live in those times, but if I did, I like, it kind of made me. The I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nothing. I did. I was just gonna say, like, you kind of sold me on the drummer a little bit more than I was. I'll give you that. Give me that, Blueberry. <laughs> cool. Um, now, uh, I, I would be. I feel like I should state that to a certain degree, I kind of was hoping to see. <sighs> that same sort of spirit uh, rekindle that, you know, there's, there's just certain things that we're going to stand for. It, does it involve storming the Capitol? No. Does it involve uh, staging a civil war? No, because I think they want that shit. Um, someone but, does. I mean, yeah. someone's yeah. going to profit off of it either way. Well, Speaking of uh, profiting, whether it be monetary or just uh, power boners, we'll finish off this uh, Bill Cooper. I don't think the American people realize that they're on the brink of a civil war. You see, there are many of us who took an oath when we went in the armed forces and we meant it. We volunteered. We weren't drafted. We care about this country. And the oath was to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And we will fulfill that oath even if it means we die in the process of doing it. It's that simple. So what do you see happening in the next four to six months? Well, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. All I know is that the year 2000 is crucial to the plans of those who want world government because they whipped up sort of a millennium fever and they coupled that with Y2K and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, real religious people who think that this is the end of the world, Jesus is coming or somebody's coming imminently. And uh, so there's this fever that's whipped up. I mean, everybody is, seems to be on the edge of some kind of hysteria, uh, but it's all in their mind. If you look around, you see the world hasn't changed. It's not coming to an end. Uh, this hasn't been brought about by the hand of God. It's been brought about by the deceptions of man. And the quicker people realize that and try and find out who is causing these things to uh, to whip up this hysteria, the, the better off they're going to be. Um, people
So in this particular interview, it, it kind of sounds like he's bookending um, and not really quite talking uh, as much on the nitty gritty of Bluebeam. But essentially, uh, to, to kind of cap that one up, he's saying aliens don't exist. It's all government bodies. It's all men in black. I do have a men in black uh, uh, series of clips that you should definitely touch on at some point. If, even Wait, if like don't the, do all the Will Smith movie? <laughs> hey man, uh, there's that one quote in that movie when he's saying, "Oh, the National Enquirer—that's where we get all of our news from," uh, or <laughs> yeah. something to that. Oh, Men in that. Black, Men in Black, yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, seen those got, in a while. I, if you do, you actually have Men in Black clips? Because now I'm excited for that. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a uh, it's a oh. dude that claims he's one. Um, but uh, I think this uh, will actually be a good uh, point. Agent to Agent K calls it the hot sheets, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Well, speaking sheets. of. Speaking of hot sheets, uh, I'm about to go pull at Bemrose. So if we want yeah, to take um, a break or do you think you're at your halfway point, I know we've been kind of side tangenting, but you think you're like halfway gonna... through your clips yet? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was actually going to disappoint you guys. Cause I actually have to dip out and head out that, at this point. Oh, I gotcha. That's all good, Shit. man. We can, uh, we can press on a little bit and, uh, Hey Booberry, if we don't finish, uh, if you have like so many clips, we could like maybe do uh part two another night after we do a little bit more after a little break here. Sure. Because I'm yeah, sure it's well, gonna I... be this'll be uh for sure a two part episode anyway, so maybe we can get um have uh maybe um like yeah, if we do do a little we can maybe take a break, do another uh hour or something and then um Maybe do a part two wrap up, and that way Malachi can listen to what we did so far and come in for the part two another day. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Uh, but yeah, Monty, I'll catch you later. I gotta love go. Memories, real bad. Abs in a six pack. Uh, I love your editing skills and your sound bites are amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, thanks, Monty, and I'll uh, I'll catch you on. We'll we'll talk soon, bro. Space Force. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. Hey, hey, Boo Bear. We're back, everybody. See, you do it in a much classier fashion. You got you got shit to to entertain the listeners with when you take a break. We we haven't really uh we haven't really broached that part yet. Usually, we just try and find you know. Well, you're not going live, are you? No, I hope I hope we do. Uh, well, then you don't have to worry about it. You just, it. The way you do it, it's seamless. It just uh, and you just say seamless. we're taking a break, and then you're back. Yeah, it's, the, it's like a fucking time warp. <laughs> yeah, I think um, um, point maybe it might be zero point zero zero one of the abs in a six pack audience listens live because I don't blame them. It's like I'm doing it through Twitch, and all you see is a picture the whole time. It's not really a, Twitch is not a good way to do it. I need to set it up like Hog Story or Bowl After Bowl with Icecast, but uh, yeah. it's just a I got it takes work. And yeah, I mean it's it. uh, pretty much. Um, the, the same mentality that we're in, you know, I, I, I want to try and get us live by episode 33. If I don't have the, uh, I don't have the shit figured out for ice cast before then, then I, I think Twitch might be the better alternative, but it's only a band aid. I, I have no real interest in, um, staying associated with them or YouTube. I, we don't have anything on YouTube. I, I know Monty was, uh, and myself to a big degree when we first started, like, yeah, we got to get out there on YouTube, but 
the sort of shit that we talk about it's, it's yeah just, we would we i don't think we'd last a week on youtube also um just copyright flags i mean i know yeah. um like when we did that election night <coughs> excuse me <laughs> when we did the election night live stream on paul the book guy's channel with like nick the rat and all those no agenda john dvorak popped in for a little bit but like oh, it, nice. you know it was election night it was up till you know, it was three o'clock in the morning and we still didn't have an answer because you know it was when they stopped the vote counts and all that right and uh we were just <laughs> i was just playing we were looking it around in news feeds <laughs> yeah i started playing the live fox news feed just the audio only and after about 20 30 seconds um paul got a notice on his like li in live time on the youtube live stream that he was going to get flagged for a copyright and the video would be the stream would be um, he'd get a strike on his channel and the stream would be uh, stopped if like Fox News, uh, just the audio was still live streaming on the YouTube. It's just YouTube is just the algos will get you on copyright like crazy. Yeah. And I, I really hope that I that's think it'd be fair use. It's election night. I mean, you know, it's new news, but whatever. That, that's kind of that whole fucking um, God. I can't remember who was talking about it. They were. uh ruminating on the idea that maybe maybe i think it was uh sir spencer and and uh dame delorean they were um talking on does that new uh streaming bill that's included with the stimulus package does that affect people that read news articles online that stream you know news clips uh i i think it's a pretty good possibility um well yeah I, and i know also, i can i mean myself uh, I mean, I don't use, it's like snippets and it's transformative, but, uh, I've had several mixes, especially in the early episodes when I was really putting a lot of time into it, like the cocaine, the MK ultra episodes, the first, probably the first like 10, 20 episodes, a lot of them, I would have like an elaborate mix and, you know, I'd only use maybe 20, 15, 20 seconds of a song, but it's a copyrighted song. And so it's like, am I going to have to go back and take down those episodes? And I don't know, like, and I, I've. I know, like, uh, hot, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to name names, but plenty of our No Agenda people, um, and on the No Agenda stream, there's a lot of copyrighted stuff that gets played. Um, I don't know. Ten years in prison seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I hope that uh, podcasting 2.0 is something that, uh, and if I already stated this, I do apologize, uh, but I hope it is something that drives a fucking coffin now straight through the heart of YouTube. Fuck them. You know, this whole three strikes and you're out. Get the fuck out of my face with that. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, yeah, I just, I got no part in participating in it anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, there's literally two reasons I get on YouTube now because pretty much everybody I was subscribed to got banned. Like I went on my subscribers <laughs> list a while back and it was like channel no longer available was like 75% of it. I get on for um, video game donkey and I get on for ping trip and that is everything else I'm going somewhere else for. So. Right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of uh, looking at band and uh, bit shoot, but honestly, yeah, here's good. I haven't really tried it. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Bit shoot's good, um, but uh, it's it has its own problems. The search or it, the search is weird. It's like every you search for the same topic and then type in the exact same search or refresh the page, and then it's in a different order because it's like I don't know. It's really weird. Bit bit shoots. It's better to find a ch channels to subscribe to and do it that way because if you're the search engine on bit shoot is garbage but. 
Now, something I did find interesting, uh, uh, a lot of these clips that I found are from YouTube videos that were, some of them were seven years, some of them eight years, 10 years. Uh, the older shit on YouTube is pretty interesting. Uh, I wish there was a way to like snapshot that or something, but boobery wants some action. Goddamn straight. <laughs> For a second. I was like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. So, uh, we're going, um, back from the little break here and Monty is gone. RIP. Um, but we're, yeah, we're wrapping up, uh, right with your, with your Bill Cooper with your, I'm mean, sorry, with your Dr. Phil clips here. Yeah, uh, we only have, uh, it's a series of five short-ish Dr. Phil clips. Um, <laughs> like I was saying uh, before we, right before we came back, I kind of blanked on what's in here, so we'll uh, go through these kind of quickly. Among the papers I found on my desk was a document entitled Operation Majority, and it was not the entire paperwork involving this operation, but was merely a synopsis of the operation and projects contained under it. Uh, and now what he's referring to, uh, he's talking about his time in the Navy, and I, I guess he was gathering documents for some, um, not declassification, but uh, uh, what's the word, uh, were you briefing, some sort of intel briefing that was going on that day. Mm. And, uh, someone had just slipped him this uh, Operation Majority um, paperwork and I, I found what he says on it. Uh, it's, it's fucking huge as far as actual words on the page. So I didn't get a ton of time to really get super deep into it, but it just, it, it kind of strikes me as one of those all encompassing. Okay. Yeah. This is pretty much the plan laid out. Um, right. So I, I got that uh, pulled up. I can put it into the show or send it to you, but put it in the show notes if you want. So yeah, for sure. Send it on over. All right. One of these projects was called Project Red Light. The purpose, according to this document, was to back engineer captured extraterrestrial technology for adaptation into the United States space program. Now, I have since come to believe that the extraterrestrial portion of all of this is nonsense, but that the technology is real, is real. I believe that many of us were shown these documents over the years so that later we would talk about it. I mean, how can you keep the existence of extraterrestrials, if they were real, a secret? And how could anyone keep quiet knowing that they had seen documentation, official government documents labeled top secret, that expressed that these extraterrestrials were real and had visited this earth. I wanted to know. Um, it, it, that particular clip definitely seems to reverberate with what we were talking about uh, with Bob Lazar. It's like, right. you know, Bob Lazar might be a, a pretty cool dude. And they're like, hey, you know, this guy seems like a nut job enough. Let's so, show him some weird shit and see where he takes it. You know, some sort of like weird, perverse telephone game. Yeah, like they almost had a psychological profile on him before they uh, even hired him to work there. Yeah. Because he was now, hired as like an independent uh, contractor, whatever you'd call it. Um, so, yeah, it seems like they pulled this kind of stunt on Lazar and uh, Cooper, similar thing. And they just like, you know, they see these documents. So it's from Zeta Reticuli or whatever, the Alpha Centauri. And uh, Cooper was smart enough to wise up and be like, they wanted me to talk about this. Yeah. You know, turning up that dial just a little higher on that oven. Um, now something open up your eyes, man. 
<laughs> and something that kind of strikes me as, as strange is he's talking about all this um, future tech, alien technology, whatever. Is it alien? Is it not alien? Um, I guess he didn't really specify where the technology was coming from. Um, and I, I, yeah, I wish I could remember where I had heard someone talking on this, but uh, the theory went that things like uh, uh, tubes, tube technology and transistors was backwards engineered alien technology. Um, uh, Dvorak actually, surprisingly enough, seemed to think because the transistor was invented uh, way early. Was I can't Dvorak. Yeah, he said, uh, Dvorak said the transistor seemed like it was um, off-planet technology. Uh, it was it was actually invented way before there was a use for it. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm almost positive it was Dvorak talking about that, which is weird because it's like a crackpot thing. And <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, that kind of goes back show. to the uh, it was a German guy that invented it, and it it seems like uh, it goes back to the you know channeling uh, occult contacting extra dimensional aliens to. Uh, receive technology like i love what alex jones says about that when he's like i think it was the second time he was on rogue in that five hour when he's like joe you get killed for talking about stuff like this to go even deeper bill gates funded and they and they do this in san francisco at the underground alien base when the dmt stops working on you what they'll do is they'll turn your heart off and pump oxygen into your blood so your body thinks it's dead and you can stay in with in these meetings with the elves and the grays longer and they'll give you blueprints for technology. They come out and tell the scientists. The science scientists build it, and it works. That's supposedly where CERN, the particle uh, hadron particle colliders idea for that came from. All these. Uh, oh yeah, that fucking. Uh, open God, the dimensions. The, build the hadron collider. Let us in. We're friendly little guys. <laughs> what statues outside of the uh, Shiva, the Hindu god Shiva. of destruction? Yeah. Even Stephen Hawking, yeah. before he died, said they could open up a black hole that would swallow the entire planet instantly. Uh, yeah, no. Probably something that would, you know, if you, you know, could approach it without getting spaghettified into the black hole, yeah. it's something that's probably just the size of the palm of your hand, or less even. <laughs> yeah, and then right back to the Book of Revelations, what are we reading that? The bottomless pit gets opened up and all these demons fly out of it and start torturing oh, yeah. people. <laughs> and... Well, one other thing that it reminds me of, we were talking uh, Von Braun earlier uh, with the Nazi and occultism. Uh, Jack Parsons, major fucking occultist. I mean, this mm -hmm. motherfucker was studying under Crowley, and Crowley's getting all pissed off at him and Hubbard because they were running amok and like trying to do their own shit. But Flat Earthers uh, <laughs> love bringing up that that dude was like the godfather of NASA. Jack Parsons was a weird guy, man. Yeah, I, I got a thing, uh, whole origin story, like you were saying earlier, of NASA is just absolutely batshit. And then all of their, you know, all of their fucking uh, space programs have these ties to the uh, archetypes of um, uh, ancient mythology. You know, trying like chariots of the gods, Apollo, Apollo Mercury. Like, yeah, these are all. Well, I, I shouldn't say I, I don't mean chariot of the gods, the book. I mean like these spaceships being, you know, these chariots to these. <laughs> these gods like mercury and apollo and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, although dude like the uh in that opening clip alex jones going you read ezekiel three burning wheels land 
early now, biblical uh, UFO reports. <laughs> the uh, the the one specific thing I was going to mention about Parsons is uh, I seem to recall reading somewhere that one of the one of the major um, improvements that he made on uh, jet engines, I guess, is he implemented the design of the pentagram into it and. You know, he did that whole fucking uh, 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 not Babylon woman, Babylon rising. Um, I forget the name of the ritual, but you know they they enacted this big fucking ritual to put themselves on uh, on the moon and involved all these science fiction writers. It, it just <laughs> folds and folds and folds. It's crazy. <laughs> but, man. Uh, let, let's get back to this uh, this. Uh, I, I'm fairly certain this particular clip we're playing from comes from his book, Behold a Pell Horse. I wanted to know just how true all of this was, and I began a program of research to find out if extraterrestrials were real. The first thing I did was collect every bit of documentation that I could find, both from the Freedom of Information Act, from the recent search of others, from books that had been printed on the subject of UFOs, and, of course, through my network of friends in the intelligence community, what I discovered was amazing. What I discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that there has been a plan in existence since about 1917, and probably before that, to create an artificial extraterrestrial threat to this Earth in order to create a one-world totalitarian socialist government. One of the... Now, 103 years later, we get these fucking bills like 180 days for total disclosure from Pentagon, officials say. <laughs> yeah. And, 103 uh, fucking years. <laughs> not to jump too far ahead, but I have some clips coming. I think Tucker Carlson is, uh, I mean, he has CIA backgrounds or whatever, but I think he's part of this. Interesting. I think yeah, Tucker's, he, he has those UFO uh, guys on all the time. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right, well, we'll continue on. One of the first documents that I found in my search was this one, the Imperial Japanese Mission 1917, a record of the reception throughout the United States of the special mission headed by Viscount Ishii. And when the Imperial Japanese Mission was uh, in New York City, they had a dinner and some pretty famous people spoke at this dinner. One of them was John Dewey. John Dewey is the father of our failing, disastrous public education system. Um, and just a quick interject here. If anybody ever wants to <laughs> dive deep into how just utterly fucked the education system is, yeah. go to Greg Carwood. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Shout like, out. Greg, come uh, on my wait. show. Dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Let's will uh, it into being. He's gotten real deep into like viruses. Actually, don't. Not that they don't exist necessarily, but they can't be spread. Um, they're not. Viruses aren't contagious. Uh, yeah, it's uh, going back it's to something the whole along the lines thing. of a, it's a terrain theory, right? Yeah, and uh, there it's kind of like how Tesla and Edison kind of had the war over alternating current DCAC or whatever. It's like the the, the virology or the the um, disease community. There's like two sides, and the the virus transmission side ended up winning out. Um, the... Right, because at the end of the day, guess what? Science needs money to fucking happen. Science, <laughs> yeah. Oh, science, shit, yeah. <laughs> science. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but yeah, um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, well, keep going. Keep it rolling. Here's what he said. Listen very carefully. John Dewey, professor of philosophy in Columbia University, who was the next speaker, was listened to with great intentness. He said, quote, someone remarked that the best way to unite all the nations on this globe would be an attack from some other planet. In the face of such an alien enemy, people would respond with a sense of their unity of interest and purpose, unquote. Now, I, this whole fucking unifying thing, um, I've got some, I don't have nearly as many as I should have. And now that I'm thinking about it, unfortunately, I don't have the one of fucking Reagan saying it um, like a total amateur, but it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, these guys are like, yeah, we, we're going to need uh, we're going to need some uh, outside influence to make us realize that, you know, we're just one people and we should you know, coalesce together and, you know, do this one world government. And, um, you really don't you know? realize, and, and they, no agenda pointed this out for, for a while. And that's what really made me think about, it, but you don't realize how sinister John legends imagine really was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And again, like, and, and this is, this is a whole nother episode of just personal lived experiences, figuring the shit out, you know, um, but just like everything, it's got an equal and an opposite. Uh, 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 God, I'm, I'm blanking on the fucking phrase, but you know, it's <laughs> bizarre world and everything's got its fucking opposite. Yeah. Um, and I fully believe that pertains to music uh, just as much because, you know, okay. So take, for example, the Freemason symbol, it's a square and the compass. It's a device used to draw squares and a device used to draw circles. And you can split that up into, uh, I guess if, um, you're some sort of fucking, you know, non woke citizen, um, you would divide it into like a, a male energy and a, and a feminine energy where, the male represents square, earthly, uh, profane. It's because all the energy comes in and collides at corners. And then the opposite, equal, is the circle, the divine, the feminine, the mother. Uh, and it's a continuous flow of, of, of energy. Right. Mother. And one of the... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> whether it's a ball or a circle, you know? <laughs> Either way. Dean Ryder told me it was a cube. He sounds pretty fucking profane. <laughs> uh. But uh, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll move past this real quick. But what, what's a perfect example where you see the circle and the square come together? You can find them everywhere. Uh, hmm. Okay, let me think. Circle and the square come together. Find them everywhere. Is this a riddle? No, I mean, well, I guess if you were born after 2010, it might be a little more difficult. Um, but it would be records and CDs. Because you've oh, got I was okay. Yeah, I was thinking um, a sphere and a cube instead of a circle and a square. Oh, I gotcha. Well, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm looking because you can draw both a square and a cube with a with a compass or not with a compass with a square. Um, it's all just illusions and lines. And it's all made up, uh, which I did get a, I did get a jingle for a uh, part, part of my world, uh, my worldview. 
everything's made up and the points don't matter. So. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, whose line is it anyway? Drew Carey, I believe. So. Is that my right? This, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you get this square. It's the earthly package. It's what sits sits on the shelves. It's what uh, you know. They slap the parental advisory. Thank you, fucking Al Gore, for giving us that one. And then inside of it contains the message, the disc, the the thing that can change your fucking life. You know, because who who reads the fucking liner notes anymore for for music and CDs and albums? Nobody even uh, buys. Well, people buy albums now because it's like the hipster trendy thing to do. I mean, I have a bunch of albums. My needle's broke, so I can't listen to them. But yeah, um, but nobody buys CDs. I disagree. <laughs> I when I was when I've been on tour, I usually try and find all of the record stores in town and just go through the bargain bins. So I, I got I got two. Oh boxes yeah, but nobody buys like a, like people that like new music that's just coming out. I don't oh, think I think people are either yeah, okay. digitally or they're getting the vinyl. Like right. if you're gonna buy yeah. like a brand new album release, I could be wrong. For sure. I'm sure there's outliers. Um, but yeah, so, um, long story short, squares and circles, and, uh, we'll go on with clip four. I remember learning about no, shapes no. in school. <laughs> shapes are fun. <laughs> Bear in mind, folks, that's 1917. One of the next documents that I found, and I found quite a few, but one that's pretty important is called a report from Iron Mountain. The probability and desirability of permanent peace. See, this is where I wish Monty was still with us because he he's the guy that turned me on to Mr. Robot. One of the things that they uh, bring up as a plot point in the first season is uh, it's these data centers called the Iron Mountains in this fictional TV series where it, it houses all the fucking traffic. And, um, you know, they they it's like one of the first major plot points is they got to take out this mountain because it'll cripple uh, evil E Corp, Evil Corp, whatever the I forget the name. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about Mr. Robot. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it gets fucking out there. I still got to do the last season, well, last season and a half or so. It's got to um, be better than Westworld. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Iron Mountain is uh, something that shows you know that little bit of predictive programming shows up, Mr. Robot. Now, I encourage you to find this book wherever you can find it. I don't know where you can get it, but find it. Page 66. Credibility, in fact, lies at the heart of the 66. problem of developing a political... Ding, ding. I don't have a bell. Well, I got this one. Ooh, I like it. Actually, I, I got two bells. Which Ooh, one do you like? That's Christmassy. I like that. Yeah, Stagehand uh, was walking around in Vegas with one on his on his hip. And I was like, dude, you're a prop guy backstage. You got a carriage bell in your belt. He's like, yeah, it helps to keep the demons away. And I was like, Oh, and then the next day, found some sleigh bells. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Substitute for war. This is where the space race proposals in many ways, so well suited as economic substitutes for war falls short. The most ambitious and unrealistic space project cannot of itself generate a believable external menace. It has been hotly argued that such a menace would offer the last best hope of peace, etc., by uniting mankind against the danger of destruction by creatures from other planets or from outer space. Experiments have been proposed to test the credibility 
of an out-of-our-world invasion threat. And it continues on another page. Nevertheless, an effective political substitute for war would require alternate enemies, some of which might seem equally far-fetched in the context of the current war system. It may be, for instance, that gross pollution of the environment can eventually replace the possibility of mass destruction by nuclear weapons as the principal substitute for war. Are you beginning to get the message, folks? See, that that's that last little bit is really interesting to me because I, for so long, have tried to retain as much as my liberal background as I as I could hold on to because you know I do want people to exist and be happy, but I don't think that's what uh, the left and democracy necessarily represents. You know, I'm. I'm getting older, you know. I'll, I'll hit democracy next year. as in the Democratic Party. As democracy in, uh, as in, like, what do you mean? Demo- democracy as in this is extremely, extremely dangerous to our democracy. democracy. That sort of democracy. Gotcha. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I lost the other bit that I was thinking of uh, in the in in that specific clip. But, oh. Um. um the nuclear nuclear war bit, maybe. Yeah, you know. He, oh, that's what it was. Um, so yes, there is that uh, that n- nuclear fear um, where you can't have a plant. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I mean, John uh, Dvorak worked as an environmentalist uh, to some degree, um, or emissions specialist, or or something. I'm I'm butchering it, but it's fine. The the idea is there. And, you know, he doesn't see anything wrong with nuclear energy. Uh, I would be interested to see because, you know, there's there's something kind of romantic about the nuclear 50s and, you know, <laughs> that total fucking fallout vibe. Yeah, that's um, what I was about to say, fallout. You know, that, that shit's rad. Um, so if I could get the ending that's a little like half and half fallout and Mad Max, <laughs> I'm there. Let's do <laughs> it. Uh, it was interesting uh, when they were talking about Alex made a good point when he was on Rogan with Tim Dillon, the most uh, recent time he was on, um, talking about, you know, they, they they want a war on carbon where carbon-based life forms, like carbon is the building block that allows all life to exist, and they want to make carbon bad. But uh, Alex seemed, and he had, he brought receipts for some of it, he seemed to have a very negative opinion of nuclear energy. Um, yeah, and... I I just you know it, I mean it's so many Fukushima points. was a mess, but right in Chernobyl, but you know was right. Chernobyl something that was sabotaged? Yeah, the the fucking the fact that they made that HBO series <laughs> makes me wonder, you know. Yeah. Um, but to God, this is another thing. I wish I knew where it came from, but uh, it's where the did idea it come from? They, <laughs> where did you go, Cotton Agio? Uh. The idea that they want to replace carbon with uh, their own god, silicone, silicon, um, silicon Valley. Valley. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's in the name, silicon. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I remembered where that one came from because it's really interesting. Because you know they, it. I, I'm I'm firmly in the. It, it, it's all a transhumanist sort of agenda. You know, the, the idea of singularity, they want to get us all hooked up on the same network after they 
get us down to a manageable size with one ID, one set of clothes to wear. Like it's essentially the Borg, but maybe what's wrong, Boo Bear? You don't want to give up your little meat body to get uploaded <laughs> into the cloud forever and ever. Well. And ever. <laughs> I feel like I should have started this episode out uh, uh, in this fashion, but I just want to go on the record and say that I really do love Big Brother. I have been totally for him and support him fully. He has my unyielding love and uh, uh, adoration, and I just I couldn't I couldn't hope for a better outcome. Um, go podcasting. <laughs> This is so important. <laughs> Spend money on the cum. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> um, so I think this will be our uh, our last. Oh, the point I was going to make. Uh, he, he's talking about finding a collective enemy enemy for people to um, a collective enemy like a collective enema for the entire <laughs> population of planet Earth. <laughs> Oprah's out there. You get an enema. You get an enema. <laughs> You get an enema. Um, uh, but this idea of, uh, you know, it's the war on drugs and then it's the war on terror and then it'll be the war on carbon. And then we'll have when these uh, quote unquote aliens show up, the war on Earth. Right. Or the other way to frame it. it is, um, yeah, threats. So you have the same same idea, but you have, you know, the the red scare, the communist threat, and you have the terrorism threat. And then, um, which was talked about in documents like club of Rome way back in the day, but then like more recent stuff, 2010 lockstep, the, the pandemic, a global mm. pandemic, uh, the, as, as everyone was calling it, the invisible enemy, the virus. Yep. I think that was, uh, even though, Bill Cooper doesn't bring it up. I think that was theorized for a long time. And you know, it's not even theorized. It was, they said they were going to do it. Yeah. And it's a win-win situation for them. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, they go with it because mm -hmm. they can get us all feared, which primes us for mass traumatic programming. Yeah. Talk they about predictive programming. How many fucking pandemic movies did we see? I mean, Netflix yeah. had that uh, pandemic documentary come out December, 2019. Uh, uh, Brought to you uh, by Utopia? Bill Gates. Yeah, Utopia. No, it was, it, I think it was called Animal Pandemic, Park. and Bill Gates is like the hero in the documentary at the end. Well, I'm glad Bill Gates is a hero somewhere. <laughs> Bill, Bill, uh, I do have to thank him for one of my all-time favorite ISOs from our uh, two-part Bill Gates episode when he made Jimmy Fallon drink poop water. <gasps> you have one. Do it. It was all, all poop water. He asked Jimmy Fallon, he's like, okay, I have poop water and regular water. And this machine he made, here, Bill and Melinda Gates made, turns poop water into drinkable water. God, and uh, you know what? he's like, Jimmy Fallon, he's like, Jimmy Fallon, he's supposed to guess which one's the poop water and which one's the regular water. And Jimmy Fallon's like, I think I'm going to go with this one was the poop water. And Bill Gates, like, it, it was rigged. It was all poop water. Like, it was all, all poop water. Uh, classic. <laughs> I just was flabbergasted when I found that clip doing research for the Bill Gates episode. He's like, he goes on Jimmy Fallon's show. It makes Jimmy Fallon drink poop in front of the whole country. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's a definitely got some sort of fucking ritual vibe to it. Yeah, you know, a little uh, 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 what's more the, blood, uh, more poop. 
Um, we should do a side by side. Which uh, which drinking water clip is better? Jimmy Fallon drinking poop water or Obama drinking Flint water? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a stunt, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, hold up, everybody, sit down and be quiet for a second. God. Yeah, I heard that on the Mo Facts. It was fifty something. It was not too long ago. I was like, holy, because it was the first I'd ever heard anything about. It. I was like, yeah, I knew Jesus he had promised Flint new water, and the, and that never happened. And he's just like, oh yeah, it's fixed. I did not realize that he showed up to Flint and then like had a fake stunt where he drank some of their tap water. I mean, that's what? like, uh, that's just like the ultimate fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I I think uh, I think. Trump's biggest enemy is his fucking ego, but that's some shit that just fucking spits in the face of of civilians. Yeah, you know? it's fucked uh, it's up. Disgusting. And it's it is like a there's some kind of thing with the elite, uh, or even the puppets of the elite, where it's like you know they they gotta rub your nose in the in it, they gotta rub your nose in shit yeah. or in poop water in Bill Gates' case. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta they gotta fucking tell you exactly what they're doing. It's the only way that uh, karmically they can get away with it, I guess. You know, yeah, I, I think there is something to I, that. Yep, um, and and that's when predictive programming comes in. And, and I was uh, talking to this but, with somebody about this. It's like at a certain point, if you're dumb enough to let them kill you with like these vaccines and the fluoride in the water and whatever else, <laughs> whatever it's like at a certain point, it's like you deserve it. So. They're justified because it's like if you're dumb enough to let us kill you and we're telling you we're killing you and it's pretty obvious, then like you deserve to get killed. And it's the cure to prevent the movie Idiocracy where the dumb people outbreed the smart people. And then like we want to move the species forward. So we need to get rid of the dumb people. I mean, it's (laughs) in a sick way like the globalists are justified. God damn. Yeah. Shit's gross. Uh, Well, I I got uh, one more Bill Cooper and uh, I think we'll step away from him also because it's my last Bill Cooper. Poisoning of poison. Sorry, Dr. Phil. Some Dr. Phil. The air and the principal sources of food and water supply is already well advanced and at first glance would seem promising in this respect. It constitutes a threat that can be dealt with only through social organization and political power. But from present indications, it will be a generation to a generation and a half before environmental pollution, however severe, will be sufficiently menacing on a global scale to offer a possible basis for a solution. However unlikely some of the possible alternate enemies we have mentioned may seem, we must emphasize that one must be found of credible quality and magnitude if a transition to peace is ever to come about without social disintegration. It is more probable, in our judgment, that such a threat will have to be invented rather than developed from unknown conditions. Ladies and gentlemen, they have created so many alternate enemies in order to bring about their one-world totalitarian socialist state that we don't know which enemy to believe is real or is false or whether to just toss them all out on their ears. And I think that that is probably going to be the best solution. Disarmament is no accident. All of these bills in Congress to take away our weapons is no accident. The intentional environmental pollution of our lakes, rivers, streams, oceans, forests, everything is no accident, as you just heard. These things were planned many, many years ago. All the bombardment of the public with movies about flying saucers in the 50s, right after the United Nations Treaty was signed and the UN Participation Act was pushed Mm -hmm. through Congress. And all of the incidents since 
that have convinced the majority of the American people that flying saucers are real and extraterrestrials exist and that flying saucers are from an extraterrestrial origin. This is being promulgated in many ways by television commercials, in the movies, in the newspapers, by creating incidents either real or imagined. So uh, one of the things that he talks about right there at the beginning is poisoning the food and water. And uh, I had to get rid of dumb people. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I fucking hate all of these lizard fucks. Dumb people (laughs) have a right to exist, too, man, whether we like it or not. (laughs) Um, I I also like eugenics. God. Okay, there's a, okay, there's a buddy of mine that was on the podcast a while back, and he said that ironically, and then immediately after that said, "And don't take that out of context." So I immediately clipped that and took it out. Of context. Well, that, that's I mean that, that's a social contract that you got to at that yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one other, th- so you got the fluoride, and you know the the fluoride causes calcification of your pineal glands, and it keeps you asleep, keeps you dumb. Um, one that I really like is, uh, and this comes from a verifiable science source. It's called IFL Science. I fucking love science. And uh, the headline, drinking water contains lithium, and it may be saving lives. <laughs> you know, They're turning so. <laughs> this into batteries, dude. What the fuck? Uh, uh, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really know uh, my... Uh, I guess psychoactive medication. Is that what lithium is? Cause it's used to treat depression and, and things like that, but it's, uh, isn't lithium manic- what they use for batteries, lithium batteries. Am I confused? No. Um, well, yes. Um, but I also think that they use lithium. It's maybe it's for, uh, folks that are suffering manic episodes. Um, Oh, regardless- wait, did they use that for schizophrenia? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of schizophrenia. Um, but it essentially just zombies the person out. Uh, you know, it just kind of takes them out of their own body. Um, it's not anything I've ever messed with. It's like not a temporary lobotomy. Can... Yeah. Um, and to kind of <laughs> frame the general um, uh, air of being about I fucking love science, here's the top five popular stories flat earthers attempt to sail to the edge of the world ends in massive disappointment woman brilliantly trolls anti-vaxxer groups on facebook we regret to inform you that people are feeding uh, pet leeches their own blood korea's artificial sun breaks a world record running for an incredible 20 seconds and uh oh i do this one all the time holy shit man hospitalized after holding his nose and covering his mouth while sneezing oops is that true uh i don't know i i do that out of politeness it's it's probably not good for your health I, but you know i'm not a doctor i, I remember uh, i think it was on robot chicken there was like like a, literally one of those three second long sketches where this dude's like huh He's about to sneeze and he covers his nose and mouth and then like the back of his head skull explodes and his brains go over the wall. If anything, I hope it would look like something out of the end of a uh, total recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eyes bulged. <gasps> That's what I need to get clips of. Consider that. <laughs> you got to get your ass to Mars. Uh, the last, 
<laughs> the last one uh, of these articles, Doctor explains in about 10 seconds a theory of what deja vu actually is. And naturally, the image is a cat in a matrix-like sort of uh, illustration. So anyways, wow. that, that, kind of, wow. that kind of brings us to the uh, closure of the Bill Cooper stuff that I have. You know, met a tragic end, uh, definitely went off the rails at some point. Um, I've got a copy of Behold the uh, Behold a Pale Horse that I <laughs> purchased in Canada, oddly enough. Um, I am very intrigued about what he has to say. Uh, you know, he, he brings in the UN stuff there or uh, uh, right there at the end. Um, I am 100% behind your theory that, you know, Hitler did want the UN. Hitler did want to establish, establish well, he on this. record wanted the EU for sure. Yeah. Sorry. EU. That's, that's what I meant. Um, Same difference. And, uh, but more importantly, the fact that, history is written by the winners and what if because you know for sure like you think about paper operation paperclip and shit like this and uh just the super dark symbology and themes that you find in shit like mk ultra mm -hmm. you know it, it definitely makes you think like yeah you know i i i, I find it incredibly plausible that the nazis had you know taken over a portion of our government but to actually take it a step further and think that or look at it from a perspective that they didn't lose, they just became did what global, they did. They became global corporations like Bayer and IBM and yeah, Coca-Cola. Volkswagen. Coca -Cola. Um, Fanta was the, literally created for the Nazis. Like Fanta <laughs> Orange. It's fucking orange soda drinking cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the uh, uh, the idea that they you know that history is written by the winners. Well, I mean, I got serious fucking questions. I thought that was a brilliant point, and I, I was I was kind of fucking you know jaw on the floor because I just never really considered it going that far. Um, it's crazy shit. It, it's disturbing shit. You know. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do I don't we know. Want I mean, I, in full disclaimer, I'm fucking retarded pretty much. So like, don't uh, <laughs> don't don't use me as your prime evidence for the Nazis actually won World War Two, because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but I mean, I think at it's this plausible. point, if, if every atom is experiencing its own fucking version of reality, like there's just Whoa, some every that... every atom is experiencing its own version. Whoa. I think so. <laughs> Lay off the weed. Every Adam Curry is experienced. Holy fucking shit, you guys! <laughs> Those are aliens coming down here, y'all. Look at that. They looking at us. We getting invaded. Aliens. 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 <laughs> that's what this is, you know. Satanic they looking at us. Satanic shit. magic. What's that from? <laughs> Uh, Sopranos. I gotta go back and clean that one up. Uh, it's it's got some. It's got a little pregnant pause in there. I haven't seen the Sopranos in so long. Monty got me into it. Uh, very first time. That was it's actually like the original the... Breaking Bad almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's how my pandemic started. <laughs> I was watching Sopranos yeah. for the first time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, well, anyway, well, uh, what's what's next on the agenda? I got some clips we can go through. Or do you want to, Do you got a 
wrap up on the uh, the because you're still on the background, I guess, or before we get to modern day. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way I could describe it is we hit a little David Ike, a little bit of Alex Jones, but then I've got some uh, older shit talking about technology, and um, you know, I let me. I, uh, I want to hear some Ike and some Jones and. So- um, I don't have that many clips left, uh, so I'm cool with waiting on mine. All right, but mine, mine well, are mostly uh, mine are mostly back, kind of like the, along the lines of what you've been doing. Um, I do have a uh, yeah, I'll I'll wait on mine. I'll do mine a little later. Well, I, I think Bill Cooper takes us uh, into a pretty good position of just you know calling it for what it is a, a new world order. Um, and there's there's two that we're gonna do here. The first one is from Jamie Deluxe reading a letter from everyone's favorite globalist, Harry Kissinger. And two and a half weeks after that, <laughs> did you at call a him, did you, Wait, hang on, hang on. Did you call him Harry Kissinger? What did I say? I, I don't know. Said Harry, I thought you said Harry Kissinger. I might have said it. <laughs> it. It just made me, <laughs> made me giggle because it's like, I don't know, Harry and Kiss. It's, uh, I don't know. Gross. Grody. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> never mind. There's a there's a very uh, uh, dark off color joke that I'm not gonna make there. Look at that. In France, May 21, 1992. Transcribed from a tape recording made by Swiss delegate Michael Renier, publisher and CEO of Renier Incorporated. Henry Kissinger said, "Quote: Today, Americans would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow." They will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told there was an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated, that threatened our very existence. It is then that all people of the world will plead with world leaders to deliver them from this evil. The one thing that every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for guarantee of their well-being granted to them by their world government yep security ain't free man freedom um, isn't free and then, and then i just want to go straight from the fucking lips of the babes new world order after 1989 president bush kept said and it's a phrase that i often use myself that we needed a new world order and how mm-hmm. negative or positive it will be will depend on what John kind Kerry. of new world order we really create there's a need for Kissinger. a new world order nova's order new order for the centuries for the ages forever i think the new world order is Tony emerging Blair. out of it came a new europe a new uh, world order. Forget. The affirmative task we have now Biden. is uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. You really need to bring China Thought into the sorry. creation of a new uh, 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 world order. He forgot the last you two words. That compliance, and you make a mandate, um, and then you do training. Particularly in the city. Oh, yeah, this is the classic Lori Lightfoot clip. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Snopes, by the way, fact checked this and said she didn't say anything about the New World Order. Oh, okay. uh, Well, I. (laughs) Obviously, we don't have to finish this one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Snopes makes me laugh. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to hear Mayor Mayor Lori. <laughs> Larry Larry Lightfoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buildings, um, housing will be impacted by it. Planning certainly, um, and it's and you and you pick the people that run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. We wait a second. Didn't she just say a new world order? Yeah, I know. It's like it was crazy. Snope <laughs> said like they, she was talking about a different new world order that has nothing to do oh. with. Yeah, yeah. The other new world she's order. She's pledging allegiance to a different one. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, okay. Facebook was removing copies of that video, saying it was edited, even though it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, new world order. That's the original Build Back Better. You know, four sets of priorities can guide the response to Build Back Better and achieve the sustainable development goals. They've rebranded. So the vice president took the approach of saying, we're not just going to try to plaster over the cracks and put some props in where it's falling apart. His approach was to say, we're going to build it back better. We're going to take an economy that had a lot of problems, and we're going to make this economy work better going forward. That's, that's the right approach. This election is about building this country back better. And that's what Joe and I will do. So Africa can build back better, greener, more integrated, and resilient. Rekindle the Canadian economy by building back better. We need to seize this moment to be creative about how we reposition the national economy. Resilience is so critical, and I think it takes on even broader meaning when you have a pandemic. But this moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do things differently, to build back better and to build back bolder. And so we will be doubling down on our strategy. We will double down on leveling up. But this election is not just about him. It's about us. It's about you. It's about what we'll do. Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it Build Back Better. Do you? It's my plan. I call it build back. Yeah, no, uh, New World Order sounded a little menacing. It took them, you know, it only took them 50 years, 80 years, but they finally figured out, yeah, build back better sounds a little less menacing. We'll go with that. But it's the same fucks that are promoting it and pushing it. Um, I do have one. Um, I have the same New World Order supercut. You beat me to the punch on that one. But uh, New so I have the uh, uh, a clip here at the end. Ted Turner uh, talking about. He didn't say New World Order, but he has a... Pledging allegiance to the New World Order and good governance. You think America's place in the New World Order should... I piss more confused about America's place in the New World Order. In the New World Order should be. It's always been seen as the global policeman. I think global. the global policeman should be the United Nations. Uh, thanks, Ted Turner. Ugh. Who apparently yeah. was the guy behind the Georgia Guidestones population never to exceed 500 million people globally? Yeah, that's uh, that Jamie Deluxe uh, clip that I pulled from. He, he's talking about the same thing, and uh, uh, Kissinger was referring to the L.A. riots. And um, I, you know, if I if I reactivated my liberal mindset. I could see a position where Trump was installed into power because it would provide them the UN, the new world order, the build back betters, um, 
an opening to be like, whoa, holy shit, we got to come in and, and save and serve and protect and, and fucking save your asses. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the New I... York Times uh, had that whole, right before the election, that whole uh, op-ed saying the UN needs to step in and oversee the U.S. election because we can't have yeah, Trump. Yeah, and then the fucking war games that uh, uh, fucking Pedo Podesta was doing. Is and I like how they set that up in Bloomberg and New York Times, too, where it's like, yeah, we need to... Uh, it's like it's going to look they call it the red mirage it's going to look like trump won in a landslide but that's because the biden mail-in votes hadn't won't show up yet so just don't worry it's going to look like trump wins but he doesn't the whole thing was a yeah. fucking setup dude yeah and you know regardless of my opinions or take takes on trump i uh i am definitely um i am definitely with the the fact that this shit's gotten fucking ripped out right from underneath of us uh, I, I do think Trump won. Uh, I think he won. That's another thing you can't say on YouTube. They'll they'll ban you for that. Any, oh yeah, any... I, I, dude. I can. I I swear to God, uh, there is not people, and I, it's probably the same for yourself. I I, I shouldn't assume, um, but you know, if I was to say that in some sur- uh, social circles, like it's <laughs> not going to be good. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I uh, even... I'm the same way, but I've decided long ago, like, I don't give a sh- I've lost friends over it, but I'm not, I don't, I don't self-censor. So, like, I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, unless it's like, I'm not going to, you know, talk nasty, vulgar language around grandparents. But other than that, it's like, I'm going to be upfront about my opinions if you ask. Um, and people get pissed, but it's like, eh, well. I find uh, in person, it's a lot easier to stick to those specific guns, but online, I just, oh, know, yeah. and that's I, one reason. Right. Yeah. I get you. I get you there. I'm the same way. I'm not going to like try right. to instigate uh, arguments, but I, um, what were you going to say about Podesta? Cause he is uh Tom DeLong and all the, you were saying something about Podesta and he is all in with the UFO disclosure stuff. So. Oh, uh, he did. He ran those war games with the. It wasn't the DNC, but it was a couple of people, and they were going through all the scenarios where Trump was going to do anything and everything to stay in power. Right. And uh, and you know, war games. It's fucking make pretend. They're just you know doing a uh, like. Oh, this is <laughs> this is what we really want to see. And um, you know, I and then you start thinking about all that shit that was happening in Canada on the border with uh, uh, Chinese troops training in the winter it's so crazy yeah i I think uh, trudeau is a is just like biden as far as chinese owned. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um Um, so but yeah it's funny you brought podesta because in the wikileaks if you remember tom delong's name came up with all the ufo disclosure shit in the podesta emails and it's just weird that podesta and Schumer and a couple of these other Democrat operatives are all behind this dis- UFO disclosure push. It also makes me very suspicious. Um, it, let me, uh, man, I meant to play this. I hope it's not too long. I meant to play this as we came back from our break, you know, uh, but I forgot about it. But this is uh, more of like a mix than it is uh, a clip. But um, this opens with Tucker Carlson uh, during the Bush administration, and 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 Tucker is still on this UFO kick, uh, current day. Um, he's talking about it more than anybody on Fox by far. And but yeah, this is Tucker. This clip has uh, some of Carol Rosen, von Braun's assistant, that I played right off the beginning of the episode. But also, yeah, Tucker uh, during Bush's, I think it was his first term, Bush Jr. 
A former Canadian government official is warning we may be on the verge of intergalactic war, saying, quote, the Bush administration has finally agreed to let the military build a forward base on the moon, which will put them in a better position to keep track of the comings and goings of visitors from space and to shoot at them if they so decide. I was introduced to the late Dr. Werner Von Braun in the U.S., the father of rocketry. In my first meeting with him during that first three and a half hours, he said to me, Carol, you will stop the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone that the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build the space-based weapon system, the first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists, then there would be third world countries, now we call them rogue nations or nations of concern. Then there would be asteroids. And then he would repeat to me over and over, and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. Pardon me, I don't mean to interrupt you, but doesn't this make sense? I mean, if in fact there are extraterrestrials and they're buzzing uh, our planet, why wouldn't we want to take steps to defend ourselves from them should they turn hostile? As a military strategist, as a person who worked on the MX missile, which I did later, he said, you will find that there is going to be a spin to find some enemy against whom we have to build space-based weapons. And now we should expect the spin because he said part of the formula for the intelligence community is if they might have a weapon, then we have to consider that they do have these weapons. So now they do have these weapons, so now we have to build these weapon systems. And that's the formula, except that it's all based on a lie.